This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. This week's eye-watering episode of Headlock Talk, we are joined by Dits and Anthony from the Dits on Wrestling podcast as we review WWE Extreme Rules 2020. Uh, blind me, please. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap, indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going? Oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. Some sums it about right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, um, you know, it was super spooky tonight here at uh, the viewing of uh, the horror show at mm-hmm. Extreme Rules. Uh, spooky in July. Yes. So, so we had to gather our 
you know some friends so that we're not so alone. Right? For sure, for sure. Uh, so we brought on board here uh, our good friends Ditz and Anthony from the uh, Ditz on Wrestling podcast. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? Fan dabby dozy. <laughs> That's wow, a, that's, that's a good one. That's a great opening line. Wow, that was a nice segue. I like how you did the spookiness. So we had to bring some friends. That was that was well played. Yeah, it's a you know looking at the king of segues right there. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a Uh Yeah, I'm also doing. I don't remember what Dit said. Fan, fan, Dabby, whatever he said. I'm feeling that, but not in that verbiage. I'm good. I'm good. Fair enough. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad that we're all Just doing. <laughs> <laughs> glad that we're all doing well. Yeah. Uh, or fantabby dozy, I think is the the yeah, word that it's used. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so wh- I guess what what degree of elation is that actually? Did you you've piqued my curiosity here? It, it's a combination, I would say. How would I even say? Fantabby dozy. It's like fantastic mixed with dabby dozy. <laughs> there we go. Checks out. Happy Dozy isn't a word, so you, you can do with that what you like. But hey, fantastic man. is so. Just if you want to just narrow it down and give it an actual placement, I'm fantastic. Hey, well, yeah. The people don't have to know what Dabby Dozy is. Yeah, you know they don't have to know. They don't know it's a mystery. <laughs> it is a mystery indeed. What is even more mysterious is tonight's pay per view, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, horror show at Extreme Rules. Um, what a show, guys. What a show, indeed. Yeah. Um, I guess it'd be appropriate just to kind of go on the round here and get everybody's thoughts on the show. Um, so I'll start with our guests. Uh, Ditz, what are your initial takeaways from this show? I actually thought we were actually like going in a good direction. Like We started with... I, mean, I thought the kickoff show was decent. Like, the match anyway, not the actual kickoff show itself, because I think they're absolute piss. But um, <laughs> the match itself was decent. Uh, the tables match was good. I thought uh, Bailey versus Nikki was good, and then all of a sudden, it just took a fucking U-turn. I can swear on here, right? Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming a lot. Uh, yeah, it took this fucking U-turn with Seth and Ray, and then it was just a downward spiral from there. It was just mm. I, 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 I've just come from a, the live streaming this shit. Mm. And I don't think I've sat there with such a bemused expression on my face for such a, a long period of time as I have for this pay-per-view. Even people who were in the chat were saying, you look as confused as I feel. I was like, that's fucking right. I don't know what is going on anymore. So it was promising. It was promising and then just kind of went weird mm-hmm. and not in a good way, but also in a good way. Did, did you have high expectations or, or, or at least like maybe, maybe some reservation about the show heading into it? I, I think if you label an extra, well, saying that you look at the extreme rules and like how they presented it with the new graphics. We've had the same graphics prior to this for the last, I don't know, five, six years. Yes. And then they change it up with this purpley green stuff. And then they call it the horror show. And even like you said, it's fucking July. Why are you yeah. calling it the horror show? Save <laughs> yeah. that shit for October. Um, yeah, it, 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 as soon as you start putting that label on it and then throwing swamp fights and then eye for eyes, it just gets I, my expectations were low, which is why I was pleasantly surprised after the first two matches. I was like, here we go, we're into some good stuff here, mm. and then my expectations started to be met thereafter. 
<laughs> well, I, I can definitely sympathize with that feeling for sure. Um, Anthony, uh, yes, uh, I, I know you were chuckling with a lot of what Dis was saying. I, I take it maybe you're in some kind of agreement with him, or, or do you feel differently? Yeah, I don't. I uh, we, we, we we've talked offline and on shows and stuff. Um. I'm more of like a New Japan kind of guy, and yes. WWE has really lost me over the last several years. And to the point now, like I, I record every Raw and SmackDown, but I really don't get to them. I mainly just like read stuff on Reddit about what happened. And unless I'm doing something with like dits, like a review or things, I really I'll have the pay per views like on, but I'm not like focused. And then we decided to do this thing, and I was like, all right, cool. I got to sit down. I'm strapping in. I started with the pre-show. I was watching everything. And yeah, I didn't get, I was like, maybe because I don't watch every week. I don't know what the whole horror show thing is about. I was very confused. I didn't mm. understand. I thought the bright colors were fun, but then <laughs> the, show, the show started. I thought that, and I was, we, we talked about it in the group chat. I was cool with roughly the first half. I thought the Buddy Murphy and Kevin Owens kickoff show match was a good match, like a good WWE match, especially for a kickoff. I thought that was good. I thought the tables match had a bunch of cool spots, mainly from Kofi. I thought the ending was good. I was pumped with with, with the new champs. And then, yeah, every everything I was just kind of like, okay, you know, like I mentioned in the group chat, like I set the bar for WWE very, very, very low. So if they can just be halfway decent, that's a huge win for me. Mm. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then I saw like a fake eyeball and <laughs> Seth Rollins threw up. And <laughs> everything from then on was just, the, the, the Sasha and Asuka match was, like, really good. And then there were some botches, but I was like, that's okay. It's still good. And then the ending just made no sense. And the Swamp fight, I didn't – I did they lost me in the back half. And I know we'll get into it with some match stuff, but so much of it just didn't make sense. Even Dolph's stipulations. Like, why wouldn't you choose a better stipulation? Like, I only have to get, like, a one count to win, but you have to get a, a 57 count in order to beat me. Like, just better stipulations. And then – yeah, I just I was cool with it in the beginning, and then at the end I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't know why I let myself think I was fine. <laughs> so, so, so they they lost you at, at at a certain point. Yeah, once the the eyeball thing got me, and then once he threw up, <laughs> I was really because like what did what did you expect? You, it was an eye for an eye match. Why are you shocked as to what happened? Not to mention you just. Spilled well, his eyeball blood. You did like a it. Month ago. Yeah, you did it. Like Why you were like there. <laughs> yeah. Not only were you there, like you physically did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you surprised and or shocked? Like, God. well, and, and and Stephen and I talked about this. Um, it was either last week or the week before. I I don't remember the you know headlock talk universe is a blur sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a vast universe. It's it, it's a very strange universe. I don't <laughs> I don't like going there sometimes. Um, but uh, um, we we talked about so AEW did this thing, n- not this thing, <laughs> but AEW <laughs> did this match title first, mm-hmm. right? They're eye for an eye. You know, it was Santana and John Moxley, and yep. they both blinded each other in one eye at one point. So they're like, hey, it's a metaphor, an eye for an eye match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, okay, they both have one eye. Fine. But, but it's a metaphor. Fair it's enough. a metaphor. <laughs> Not actual. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we get this storyline from WWE, and I feel like 
they have to have known. Like they, of they, they it's obvious that they 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 know about this. Right. But why why take it to that next level where we're we're like we're literally going to try and blind somebody. Right. Yeah, we're like we're we're not literally but like in in kayfabe we're going to try and blind someone. Yeah. Vince um, pro- Vince probably misunderstood and was like Cody's down there taking people's eyes. You got to <laughs> take eyes. They're like no 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 Vince it's a metaphor. It's not a thing. He's like I don't know what a metaphor is. No. Nope. Someone's losing an eye and it's Book it. be great. <laughs> We're, we're taking this blood and gut stuff to a new level, okay? We're taking Ray's eye. Uh, he's not under a contract right now. We can get away with this. Just take his eye and release him. He'll be fine. He's got plenty of money. He's got goats or something. He writes it on his clothing. He'll be okay. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I, look, Tanner, I think you nailed the... Nailed the uh, but had the hit the nail on the head. There yeah, we go. That's the mm, phrase with, mm. with the word "why." Indeed, um, why? Why <laughs> did this pay per view have to happen? Why did it have to happen in July? Well, you see, the economics of WWE <laughs> states that we have to have one of these every month, see, and, and that's fine. Okay, but you're doing a horror show with where the branding of Extreme Rules looks like a, looks like a sixth grader designed it. It's super bright and colorful and like, yeah, we're all going to have a fun time at Extreme Rules. Yeah. And then you call it the horror show yeah, yeah. And, and advertise a man's eye getting gouged out. And mm-hmm. it, it's really, I don't know what they were going for with this. I don't know why they did it. I don't understand the connection. Like, mm-hmm. it, it really just makes zero sense to me. Uh, that being said... Okay. There's a good there's a good match on this card and the and the swamp fight match wasn't terrible but other than that the the show really doesn't have much going for it. It it was interesting. That's that's to say the least. It was interesting. I would say it wasn't terrible, but that that's mm. not a like that's not a very high praise. No. So, no. I well and I I think this is very much indicative um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this here before we actually break down the show. I think it's very indicative of um, WWE's current programming, perhaps. Now, Drew Pritchard's on his own. He's he's calling the shots on both shows, obviously in line with what Vince McMahon wants to do. And obviously, we've seen a downturn in quality, right? Yep. It's yep. it's not it's not been good, uh, in my per, uh, personal opinion, at least. Um, if you guys disagree with me, I mean, by all means, you know, uh, let me know. Um, but um, I mean, we had a karaoke contest like right. on SmackDown, right. like of all things, classic. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> We've got a fan of the karaoke contest here, quite clearly. Did, did the women's karaoke. evolution mean nothing? <laughs> like vintage evolution. The vintage <laughs> evolution. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is very indicative. Can they write the ship? Uh, we we'll, we'll, we shall see. Um, but let's let's break open this show real quick because I I think it's definitely very much worth our time. Uh, gentlemen, did you guys catch the pre-show by any chance? Uh, Buddy Murphy faces off with uh Kevin Owens in a no-build match at Extreme Rules. <laughs> I caught yeah, it. I liked. It. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I liked it as well. You know, it was it was it was it was like a TV match, I guess. Mm-hmm, right. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was a good way to kick off the show. I mean, you're never going to get an absolute blinder on a kickoff. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I when I saw because I think that was revealed like two hours before the show or something. That's yeah, they just like, threw it out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and 
there's a lot of other matches that could have been put on the kickoff that would have been 10 times worse than this. So I guess from that point of view, we all kind of won. And in fact, actually, I don't like it because it was very misleading. They gave us Kevin Owens and then um, I refuse just to say Murphy. It's fucking Buddy Murphy. Yes. They yeah, gave agreed. us Kevin Owens and agreed. Buddy Murphy. Yes. So I was like, here we go. They're setting the tone for the rest of the show. And it was good. It was a good match. But and of course, we'll obviously go into the rest of the show later on. But right. um, as far as the kickoff goes, yeah, I was, I was pretty pleased with it. Yeah. And the right person won. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Anthony? Yeah, I, I echo those same sentiments. I thought the, I thought the match as a whole had had good spots. It had good pacing. I liked the back and forth nature of it. I liked the whole finish. Buddy kind of ducking the clothesline, hitting the ripcord knee, and then hitting Owens again, and then they go a little back and forth, and then it leads to the stunner. Like it was good. It was a good match. I wasn't bored, and and yeah, much like Ditz, like I was like, oh okay, like. For, a, for the kickoff, I was like, this is a really good match. Mm. I was like, maybe this is indicative of, like, what's to come. Maybe Anthony's been crazy in these last couple of months. Maybe I should have been watching this whole time. <laughs> I heard about this karaoke thing, and it was bad, but maybe it was actually amazing. <laughs> what if I've been doing wrong all these couple of months? Because I, I felt I, I bought in yeah. a little bit with this match. And, uh, yeah, it was good, especially for a kickoff match. I was like, all right, this is a good start. Yeah, I mean, for, for a match that was less than 10 minutes – with absolutely no build, it was actually really, really good, right? Yeah. Um, I had zero problems with the show. Uh, not the show. Um, the, that match. Mm-hmm. That match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me be very clear. You that, can't even say pre-show. <laughs> yeah, that one thing was 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 good. Yeah, yeah, I can't even I can't even say the pre-show because it had Peter Rosenberg, right? Um, but like, <laughs> um, that one match was actually pretty good. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, well, if we had maybe a few weeks of build, you know, obviously Kevin Owens already has a thing with Seth Rollins, you know, uh, cult going on there, you know, uh, Kevin Owens could maybe, you know, be featured more here on this show. Like, like my mind's already racing about that stuff, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, it's WWE. Like yeah. they, they, they just kind of just, yeah. And it's it, also the pre-show. Yeah. They just dropped it. I'm not trying to like shit all over WWE, but it's like, you could have just done something more with this and actually put it on there. Yeah, you know, yep. considering that we didn't actually get um, a U.S. title match, and we'll get to that later, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, a great match for just less than ten minutes. Told good story, I thought. Um, Buddy Murphy's super underrated, I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, he's so underrated. It's a crime. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, so is Kevin good. Owens. He, he, Kevin Owens isn't getting uh, uh, used as much as uh, I, I would like to see, but you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, moving right along here. First match on the card, uh, a tables match for the tag team titles uh, between uh, The New Day and uh, uh, Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they seem like a formidable team. I will say, I was a little bit confused by the stipulation at first, because it's like, hey, it's a tag team tables match. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe maybe it would be like an elimination style where both members have to go through the table. Right. Uh, but no, it's just a, a single single fall you know, fall through the table. Ah, uh, and, uh, single fall. <laughs> ah, this guy. And, uh, that's about it. That's, right, right. You know, that's, that's really all that was needed here. Um, but then they put him through two tables anyway. And, uh... Ah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we shall get to that. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, so, um, 
I guess, gentlemen, did you foresee a, a title change at all happening here tonight uh, with uh, with this tag, SmackDown tag team title match here? New Day's been on a hot streak, but obviously Seth Rollins, not Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's a weird confusion there. They're the same. They dress the same. Yeah. They look the same. They're the same guy. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro been on a hot streak, too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ditz, what did you think of this match, and did you see a title change potentially here? I, I, I was speculating it whilst I was doing my stream as to whether actually we could see it happen. And I think when you look at the New Day, I think they could lose every single week and like their momentum and whatever would never, uh, it would nothing would ever harm them because they've been around for like, what, five or six years now, which is insane. Like, every time I remind myself how long New Day have been around, like I always shock myself. Like I can't believe that they've been around for five or six years. And for the last couple of months, it's only been Big E and Kofi. So when Woods comes back, like straight away, they're freshened up again. Mm. Um, and then they can go on for another six years. But, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think they're at that point now where they're losing matches it does, does not do them any harm whatsoever. And then you know, on the other side of things, you've got Cesaro and Nakamura who are building some momentum. And Cesaro just has that thing where he can team... With any, even if it's the most random fucking pair up, if he, he could team with that fucking twelve-year-old who won the tag titles at WrestleMania, and make him money. Mm. <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. That's him, Nicholas. Yeah, mm. uh, but he, like, he has that gift where, as much as I'd love to see him as a single star and win world titles and all that kind of stuff, I think we're so far past that line now where you've got to just accept and appreciate the stuff that he is doing and something that he is very good at doing and something that he's been very good at doing for years now is getting into tag teams with just completely random people whether jack swagger tyson kidd um more recently seamus and now obviously nakamura and he just makes it great like it just suddenly becomes they, they suddenly become like one of the most like interesting tag teams on a show. Mm. I, I just invest so much into it. And Cesaro obviously plays a big part of that. And so I did think it was a possibility, especially with the stipulation that it was a tables match. Um, I I think, I mean, we look at 50-50 booking in WWE and they love this shit. Um, <laughs> I think New Day got the upper hand on Friday on SmackDown. So in my head, I was thinking, well, that was the case. So 50-50 booking, we're going to have Cesaro and Shinsuke at least like coming out on top. And even if there was some shenanigans or whatever, um, they were all going to be the ones that coming out on top. So there was always that possibility it was going to happen. But mm. obviously we had the match. The match was great. There was some really good spots. Um, I, thought, I thought everybody shone, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. There was plenty of tables dotted around. And I think the moment clicked when I saw two tables stacked and it was the New Day that put those tables up. I was like, there you go. That's the, the writing's mm-hmm. on the wall. Who, who, if, you, if you're the person that creates a, a table tower or like Kevin Owens does it all the time. He comes up with these creative things with tables and then he crashes through them. It's the same with anybody. If you stack tables, you're mm-hmm. going fucking through them. So don't do it. Yeah. Um, but Kofi <laughs> Biggie did it regardless. Um, and obviously Kofi found himself on the receiving end. And it was nice because it was a little, obviously it wasn't nice for Kofi, but it was a nice little <laughs> callback to their little spot two weeks ago mm. when Cesaro, I think it was Cesaro either put Kofi on top of Biggie, then through a table or the other way around. Mm. And so that was a nice little callback. It was a brutal spot to finish off what was a really good tables match. But to be honest, the only thing I really remember coming away from it, and I remember sat on the stream, and I was like, why is this happening? You've got Kofi who's dead. Yes. going through those tables and at the other end of the ring yes. was, like you've got Big E just kind of sat there just like 
oh shit, we lost the titles. Not at no point, just like, is Kofi okay? Like he hasn't moved. Yeah. Like, I can probably I can probably see it up on the stage. They've got like cameras everywhere. I can see that he's like unconscious or yeah. he's not moving. <laughs> but I can't I know my place. I'm just going to sit over here and fucking reflect. But, <laughs> reflect on the but loss. No, yeah. But no, it was really good. I was surprised uh, that Cesaro and Nakamura won, but it was it was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I was I was pleasantly surprised about how how clean the finish was. I really mm-hmm. I really appreciated a, an actual clean finish. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it it was a, a very solid match. I thought um, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was pretty bread and butter. I, I rated it fairly average personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as this pointed out, and and if I'm misconstruing, please let me know. But I mean, it was it was a fairly unmemorable match, um, if not just decent overall. I mean, I I came away with the thing with uh, Cesaro's promo afterwards, where he's yelling at Cole uh, about how people doubted them, but doubted him and Shinsuke specifically, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how how they're going to prove their actions in the ring. And I thought that was a really good promo that he cut. Um, See, the only the only problem I had with that promo is, is that he was out of breath and unmiked. And mm-hmm. so I like really couldn't understand what he was saying. I mean, that might mm-hmm. be on me though, you know. Well, he's also got the the, the mouth guard in, so I mean that right. might play a, a bit of a part in it. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Anthony, as as uh, a resident fellow fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, yeah. obviously with your your fandom going pretty far back, about probably about as far, or if not further back than than myself. Um, Shinsuke's obviously had uh, somewhat of an up and down kind of uh, career uh, in yep. WWE thus far. Um, yep. How do you feel about him uh, capturing some more gold here tonight? And and what did you think of the match in general? He's so I don't want this to sound dramatic, but he's so damaged to me. It like mm. breaks my heart. Like I feel not that he's at a point of no return because you can always book someone and bring him back on the rise again, but. Just the fact that he's really had a pretty uneventful run, and anything cool he had, like they, it was like all King of Strong style. It's like, nope, we're gonna make him an artist. Then he's got this cool theme, but nope, we're gonna change it, and then we're gonna make him wear jumpsuits, and then he's gonna be punching people in the dick and <laughs> all those things. But good, good for him getting a belt. And I thought the match was, I thought the match had some cool spots. I liked the, I liked Kofi. It was towards the beginning, Kofi, like, jumped over the ropes to – or no, Biggie, like, flew him to the outside to mm-hmm. put Shinsuke through the table. But Shinsuke had gotten up, and he, like, threw the table in Kofi's mm-hmm. face as Kofi landed. That was a cool spot. Um, I liked the finish both in terms of Kofi going through the double tables and the swing into the knee that happened right before that. I thought that was a nice way to, like, knock E out. Um, yeah, it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, blown away – by the match, but I thought it had some cool spots and it was a good thing for a kickoff. Uh, well, not the kickoff, but like the kickoff to the main show. Right. I did wonder, like, Ditz thought uh, the same thing. I was like, Kofi's laying like motionless on, through these tables and, mm-hmm. and he is just sitting on the other side, like pondering life. I was like, that's a little weird. Yeah. And I was, I was like, maybe that'll like lead to something because he looked like. He looked like he was deep in thought, like he was upset that they lost. And I was like, and maybe I'm reading too much into this. Like, is he upset at Kofi? Is he upset how they lost? Like, what's mm. the thought process here? Right. But I was cool with it. And if it could lead to some more things for Shinsuke, that would be awesome. I don't want to, and I also don't want to, like, be negative on the tag team titles. Although, like, I feel like the tag division minus the New Day has been really shitty in WWE for years. But I think, like, mm-hmm. if something is going to pull 
Nakamura out of the gutter, I don't think it's going to be the tag team titles. But yeah. that being said, Cesaro is awesome and Nakamura is awesome. And it's cool that, that they both at least get a belt and Nakamura maybe gets a little more camera time that hopefully doesn't involve him punching people in the dick. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree with that sentiment for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I definitely agree about the you know the sentiment with with Nakamura for sure. I, I mean, I kind of jumped back into wrestling uh, after after Nakamura ha- had come into WWE. I wasn't very familiar with him in New Japan, but uh, I've since gone back and, and watched a lot of that stuff. And yeah, it's uh, it's night and day really in, in what Shinsuke was doing back then and and what he's uh, doing nowadays. So I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, man, Cesaro is great. Cesaro yes. is great, um, and, and so seeing them two together, I mean, they're I mean they're just a great tag team, you know. With, with Cesaro being able to team with anybody, you know, it, it's it's great. And, and New Day, I mean, like you said, the the tag division minus New Day has been pretty shit, but New Day is the the good part uh, about the tag team division in general. So I thought this match was probably the best on the card, in my opinion. Um, it started going downhill really, really quickly from here, though, uh, at least in my opinion. So let's go ahead yeah, and uh, take a look at the next match on the card here. We have uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Now, uh, Ditz, what did you think of this one? I, I, I don't think it was as good as the tables match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you preparing for like a run here? Anthony? Yeah, I was waiting for you. Here The gin. The gin is out. Um <laughs> No, it was it was actually a good match. It wasn't it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I don't know whether it's because I've got my Bailey and Sasha goggles on, mm. because to me they've been the MVPs, and I, I guess you could throw like the likes of you know Asuka in there as well. Uh, the, sure. uh, the women's division as a whole, we'll we'll just call it that, have been the MVPs of this lockdown period of WWE. They really have, um, especially. Um, Bailey and Sasha, and it helps that they've got the tag team title, so they can just roam between all three brands and just mm-hmm. kill it every single week. They're on TV all the time, so I think I do have some Bailey Sasha Sasha goggles on, so they can do no wrong in my eyes at the moment. So I think this was a good match. So maybe I don't know. You guys might think some something a bit different, but uh, it's. It, it's, it's it's not like you look at how many like women's matches that you have in fact two weeks ago we had Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks and even though I thought that was a disappointing match because mm. I hyped it up that much it was still pretty damn good I don't think this was pretty damn good this was just decent to good mm-hmm. but Nikki Cross looked good in this match like she got plenty of offense in um you know Bailey was just being heel Bailey I think now she's she's properly settled into that role now and it took her a while mm-hmm. to hit the stride you know she was just like like what are you are you a karen are you just moody <laughs> all the time like, yeah. like, like what's the crack um but now what's she's settled crack? into this gimmick like pretty well uh and then you've got obviously the sasha banks element as well and you, you just knew they were going to heal the shit out of this and they did mm-hmm. and it worked to their benefit of course and Bailey ended up picking up the win, which I think was the right way to go, is what I predicted before I even saw the match. I don't think I mean, it was actually, I think it was Michael Cole that brought it up. He, he said, Oh, you know, people have been saying, Is Nikki Cross ready for this? And he's like, Oh, I disagree. I think she is, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, and that actually made me question it. I was like, Is Nikki Cross ready to be women's champion? I don't think she is. As, right. as much as I like her, I don't, I don't think she's quite there yet. And I think mm. she needs to shed 
Alexa Bliss. I think yes. that's like you you go back to what she was like in NXT. And mm, her, yeah. her her feud with Asuka, that last uh, well, the last woman standing match she had with Asuka, like that era as such of Nikki Cross was amazing. Like mm-hmm. it was really good. Sanity, san- like basically sanity. Nikki Cross was great. Um, but Alexa Bliss has really tamed that. And the main roster has tamed her. Now she just goes around drinking coffee. Like she's not hyper because she's fucking crazy. She's just hyper because she's always drinking <laughs> Alexa Bliss's fucking coffee. Like that's, 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 that's what the main roster has done. Yeah, she's to like her. Tweak from South Park. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a shame it is a shame because it is um you know i really enjoyed that unhinged um version of the kid and they try and bring it out every now and then to show it but it, it it's not fooling anybody like they have really um diluted her character everything that was built up in nxt and that don't let that be a surprise to anybody because they do it all the time um, right hmm. so I, I think we're i think we're quite far off her being in the title picture again and being a credible challenger to be completely honest but that all aside yeah the right person won it was a good match it wasn't the best but like i i agree i agree that with you guys it, i think the tables match was the best match on the card mm-hmm. um and this wow. was probably not that far behind ah. in yeah. truth Fair it enough. was okay yeah. it was okay yeah i, I mean for for me and I definitely disagree with you on the the Sasha Bailey thing. I I don't dig it at all. No, I'm not I'm not digging the the Mean Girls thing that that they got going on. Uh, it's just so like high school drama gossip, and I I can't stand it personally. That being said, Bailey and Sasha are both great in the ring. They're both really really great in the ring. So it it kind of makes up for the the just annoyance level uh, for me with some of their matches. So I, I definitely agree. Bailey, you know, the, the right person won this match. I do think Nikki Cross looked great in it. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, the Bailey and Sasha thing is just really not doing it for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, you know, because uh, I, I personally, um, I, I think I think I personally disagree with you here on this take here, and, mm. uh, which, is, which is surprising. Yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We can, we can disagree here without, like, headlock talk breaking up. Right. It's, it's, it's like Lennon and McCartney here. We can, we can you know, put this, we this, got this. this song together. Didn't Lennon um, and McCartney also have, like, a really bad breakup, though, eventually? I mean, yes, they did. Um, we don't talk. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, but um, so, like, if you look at it, all the shows leading up to Extreme Rules has all three shows actually. SmackDown, Raw, and NXT have all, in some way, shape, or form, been carried by Bailey and Sasha Banks in a very strange way. Um, and, and so like, obviously something's working there. I can, I can sympathize with you being like, yeah, the mean girl stuff kind of sucks. Yes. They could be, they could do a more mature kind of angle here with the two of them. But I mean, it's that, that cheap heat kind of stuff, right? I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying that, that Raw and SmackDown hasn't been carried by them because that's true. A hundred percent. I just, they're annoying to me, but, but at the same time, they're heels. So it's they, like they're they, supposed they, to they're be. supposed to annoy yeah. me, yeah. you know. And so like maybe it's just me being too like <laughs> I, I'm just too annoyed by it that I that I can't see that 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 that's the point. That's, that's you know fair. what I mean. That's fair. But, uh, Anthony, where does uh where where does the annoyance scale rank for you as far as uh, Sasha and Bailey are concerned? And and what did you think of this match? They definitely annoy the shit out of me. But, <laughs> Thank you. But so think, I'm not the only one. No, but I like I I. 
I kind of see it from the perspective of like, well, I think that's what they're going for. Right, right. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool with it. And I also I, I agree with with everything you said about how great that they've been in the ring like that. And that also makes up for a lot of it for me, too. Like, I see what they mm-hmm. do and then I'm like, well, OK, that's the direction they're going and that's the character. That's what it's supposed to do. And if it delivers in the ring, I'm cool with it. Right. Um, and I like that at the very least they're getting some kind of shine and storyline out of the women's division and continuing to push things. I think a fear for me with the women's division with Becky leaves and just, I know Oscar like won money in the bank, but she basically like gifts her the mm-hmm. title and you're kind of like, well, like, okay. And then Charlotte goes down and not that I think Charlotte is amazing, but when push comes mm-hmm. to shove, WWE is always like, well, let's just put something on Charlotte. We can just go with Charlotte. So my fear mm-hmm. was like, right. Does the women's division fall apart? And I know it hasn't been great. I mean, karaoke. Um, yeah, but good on Bailey and Sasha for, you know, keeping things afloat and getting a lot of attention and really driving a lot of the star power for themselves and for the women's division and for the shows as a whole. And as far as this match, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I really liked that. Uh, Nikki Cross hit Bailey with Jay White's blade buster when she like draped her on the apron and swung her into it. Peyton Royce did it uh, several weeks ago. Um, I don't care what it's actually called. It's Jay White's blade buster. And that's what I'm going with. Cause I love Jay White. So mm, fuck yes. everybody else. Um, <laughs> there you go. But he, I liked that. Uh, I thought the ending was pretty He's hanging out in the Florida with Tony Storm right now, actually. I don't know if you've, oh, if you've heard. Yeah. I did not know that. I yeah. hope he doesn't get COVID because Florida is a shit show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. This that's is true. Good. Um, Sorry. Well, didn't and, mean to tangent. <laughs> no, you're good. No. I, hey, if we want to switch this and start talking about Jay White, I am 1,000% down for that. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we can talk some New Japan later <laughs> in the show. That's fine. I'm down for that. I uh, And then I guess just to piggyback on the last thing, with, with Nikki Cross – I too much prefer sanity Nikki Cross. And I especially when you look at like I didn't like the pre-match chant thing. Like she's sitting oh, there with Alexa. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you are good enough. Like you can I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, oh, why, what are we doing here? I didn't like that. But yeah. I don't know. In the ring and once the match happened, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I guess I was meh whelmed. Yeah. I'll take it. It, 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 it didn't well. come close to the table match for me. Or the kickoff match with Murphy and uh, KO, but it was all right. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. See, yeah. see, I, I, I can appreciate that take, though I will say, as somebody who's worked in call centers before and, and who currently works in the call center now, uh, I can appreciate someone getting a, a pep talk, because I know I would like one at the beginning of the day. Um, you can do this. You can do this. You're you're okay. You're good enough. Yeah. You know? You're enough. You're enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did my best. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we kind of got a non-match kind of match here, but I think this is a good segue to talk about a, maybe at least one or two different topics here. Um, apparently, Apollo Crews did not pass his um, his, his his physical exam ahead of the match mm-hmm. uh, with uh, uh, MVP. Uh, so MVP walked into the ring with Bobby Lashley, and he declared himself the new United States champion. Okay. Now, we've talked about the U.S. title here before, uh, but I want to get your takes, gentlemen, here. Uh, Tits, what do you think of the U.S. title uh, uh, as a Brit? Uh, first off, because I, I, I want your British perspective on this. Um, and um, um, wh- why? Why? <laughs> Just why? Well, it's no European title, is it? You know? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've never really. I mean, in, in my fandom of of 
WWE and I guess wrestling in general. Mm. Uh, the Ruthless Aggression era, I, I think... I mean, I was a kid at the time watching Ruthless Aggression era, so it might have been completely fucking different from what I remember it. But mm. the US title was always booked pretty well. You know, it, it was respected as an, a mid-card title, and that's exactly what it was. But I think for so many stretches of time over the last decade, you, you, you'd liken it to, like, what the... I don't want to say the 24 7 title because that is, you know, that, that's not, that's, it's not that at all. Wow, I got it. I'm trying to think of a really shit title. <laughs> like, the, the lightweight title was nothing, really, was it? We'll call it that. Like, I'll liken it to something like that. Like, it, it just wasn't respected. Um, and, and much in the same way as the, Intercon the Intercontinental title, it, basically, it's just mid card titles just mistreated across the board over the last 10 years and just have had, like, little bouts of greatness mm. and the only decent time in the last decade that i remember the u.s title having a good run is when cena had it and he was pumping out open challenges every single week mm. um you know he had great matches with Sami Zayn, cesaro i saw him have one with barrett in london when they were over this side of the pond um and that really elevated the u.s title and then it went to the likes of kalisto and fucking ryback of all people and it's just like <laughs> well here we go this is back to square one like it's, it's nothing yet. and it's honestly it's been the same it doesn't matter who's held it whether it was kevin owens whether it was mm. aj styles it just hasn't been what like a mid-card title is a mid-card title you know you can't paint it as anything else but like a mid-card title should still have prestige regardless of the fact that it is not the main belt mm -hmm. but i just don't think that they've been treated that way um and then you look at where we are with it now, I mean, where are, I guess where are we with it now? Mm. Like, Apollo yeah. Crews seemingly is injured or has COVID or whatever it is. Mm. Um, I can't even remember the last time I saw him on TV, but I'm the same as Anthony. I, I just, I fucking skipped through Raw, so chances are I missed him. Um, mm -hmm. And then MVP comes out with this new title, and I still don't know whether I like it or not. Like, I've, I've seen people do, like, photoshops on it uh since that new design came out and they've done a better job obviously they've obviously based it on what they've come up with but right literally just moving odd bits i mean i'm not going to get into a massive discussion about the belt but um, mm, it's fine that's that was it, the purpose it, <laughs> yeah i i prefer the original design the original design was basic but in a good way like mm -hmm. you don't need to give it this you know pizzazz of here's a massive fucking eagle with 60 million stars and <laughs> mm. it, oh like did you know he was a champion let's put it on font size eighty-seven thousand, just so we can fucking make that point like america it, yeah america, america. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, yeah i don't know if i'm a fan uh, to be honest I, if i'm not a fan of the belt now i never will be so yeah i'm gonna say i'm not a fan of it um yeah fair enough but the segment is the segment itself mm. it like is 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 mvp u.s champion like no there was no, no one bell knows. there was no bell ringing there was nothing and i was kind of like well i don't really know what's happening here is mm. it we'll, we'll get, i guess we'll see on raw but then obviously we had asker and bailey uh, no, asker and sasha banks later on in the show and something very similar happened where i was also questioning who the fuck is the champion yeah i was like well how it can't be one rule for one and another for somebody else so i I just don't, I honestly don't know what, this is what, honestly, this is what I, I kept saying this throughout the stream. What the fuck is going on? And yep. this was the start <laughs> of all of that. It was, 
I, I'm I'm down for it being what it is, and if mm. if Apollo is legitimately injured or he has COVID or whatever, he's just taking precautions. Maybe maybe his family has contracted COVID and he has to isolate. Whatever the Ooh. fucking reason is, I hope that's that, not the case. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, definitely not. But if I'd rather he be kayfabe injured by this stupid full Nelson that Bobby Lashley has adapted recently. Mm. Um, not a fan of full Nelson, yeah. huh? <laughs> No, I'm not. Like it's, it's just it's not. Yeah, I guess Bobby Lashley makes it look meaty. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and makes it look a little bit devastating. But at the end of the day, it's still fucking full Nelson. Um, to me, that's like that's a move like that's like lost in the eighties, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like I yeah, I just I just don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to, what... to sum up. <laughs> What what gets me is that you you did this on the main show, at, yeah. at, where you could have done this on the pre-show, yeah. and, and, and instead put Kevin Owens and Buddy Murphy on the main show, and was just like, hey, look, True. Kevin Owens, like, shoot an angle that, real quick, like, yes. do that kind of thing. Yeah, you've got, to, like, tomorrow night, as much as I'm not a fan of Big Show... But tomorrow night, you've got Randy Orton versus Big Show in an unsanctioned match on Raw. Why yeah. the hell? Like, because chances, I think Extreme Rules was pre-taped, wasn't it, right? Uh, I would assume I, so. I believe so. I, yeah. I, I think I read that. Like, you've got to assume that Randy Orton and, and, and Big Show are around. Yeah. Like, just bring them in and say, look, this has happened to Apollo. He can't make the show. Like, we've just got this open 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's just move the match from Raw to extreme rules like what i don't even know why it wasn't on the extreme rules card to begin with because also ultimately the match is going to end with a punt to big show that's another legend mm. on um orton's bedpost you know it's <laughs> <laughs> you know i, I i'm more, i'm all for seeing punts on pay-per-view so let's let's just make a mo like the match would be nothing special but let's just make a moment like he's claimed mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. legend on this like newfound legend killer 2.0 gimmick that he's um gone with instead of just having mvp rock up in the ring going well i guess i'm champion and mm. shitty bell <laughs> over to the back like have I a completely match agree. well and, and and not only the big show versus randy orton match but you also had matt riddle versus aj styles on smackdown for the intercontinental like, yeah. title and it's like even well, bigger crime yeah. you, you could easily have put that there right like, yeah like um you know intercontinental title uh, arguably has more prestige i think um i'm not a big fan of the finish and aj beating riddle clean but uh i mean if that's the approach you want to take then that's uh that's that's, that's on you right. um, um a- anthony um u.s title dub or l oh massive l <laughs> um i i'm personally bothered by it with like growing up on wrestling how i did like the mid-card belts in WWF meant something. The Intercontinental title was like a big deal. Bret Hart held that. Mr. Perfect held that. Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, even in WCW with the television title, ECW with the television title, like Rob Van Dam's TV title reign was like one of the most important title reigns like I ever experienced as a kid. And then with the US title, like there's been, it's had quality matches throughout its history across multiple promotions. And even with WWF, I think of, when Benoit and Booker T had their best of seven series over it, just like they had their best of seven series with the television title back in mm-hmm. WCW. Like there, there should be some oomph for like these belts uh, uh, in some way. And much like the tag division, I feel like 
the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title, since we're talking about the U.S. title, like they're all in kind of that same boat. The tag team titles haven't suffered as much, but the U.S. title, it just doesn't have any importance or significance or really relevance. And I feel like if, if you're not one of the main stars or like the champion, like you're not getting booked well. And usually the guys that are given these mid-card belts aren't getting focused and thus the belts don't get focused. Like as mm. Ditz mentioned, the last time the U.S. title was relevant really was when it was held by Cena. And I think that's less mm-hmm. to do with the belt and more to do with the fact that it's John Cena. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if we're just going with where the U.S. title is now, like, no disrespect to Apollo Crews, but if you want to make a belt feel completely irrelevant, put it on Apollo Crews. And then, no disrespect to MVP, but, hey, let's make the belt worse and give it to this, like, 50-year-old wrestler who wears a jumpsuit and can't fucking move. Like, let's make that belt relevant. Like, right. And <laughs> I don't – and maybe it could lead to something else – or, or maybe, again, we don't know, like, the – I still try to give the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe there was some way in which WWE's hand was forced, and that's why these events turned out the way they did and why the show happened the way it did. Mm. But, yeah, I was also very confused. Like, I was just like, he can't – can we just name ourselves champions? Like, he right. just grabbed the belt, and he was like, I'm champ. And I was like, okay, who's going to come out and fight him over that? And then he just walked out, and I was like, okay – who's going to attack him on the ramp and say, no, I want the belt. And then he just walked away and it went to the commercial. And I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oddly enough, I, I, I'm trying so hard to be optimistic about, um, you know, the, uh, the situation with Apollo Cruz, uh, with him, with the U S title, because, uh, for me, I mean, I think it could make him into a star if they treat him right. But I know in the back of my mind, um, yes, you know, they could give him a sweet run and make him in the belt like yeah. relevant in really awesome ways. But I don't exactly. have faith that they will because he because he's super talented. But mm-hmm. they they yeah. treated him terribly uh, leading up yeah. to this, and then he had a, a really awesome breakout match with Andrade. And I mean, they they could have put the title on him so much sooner, but then they delayed it a little bit, and they finally put the belt on him. And 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 now they're entering this angle here with him and MVP and Lashley and I mean I like where it's going I just you know I'm I'm just so hopeful that they don't screw this up for him right right I'm hopeful for him I have no faith yeah. in WWE but I I I, I hope for him uh, that that they can pull this thing off mm-hmm. um, but yeah that 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 belt's garbage um, yeah. <laughs> I agree just throw that in there that belt yeah. sucks I'm I'm, I'm not, not a fan no. Um, no. Let's get to the uh, the real juicy bits of this show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this eye for an eye match. Um, look, Amarabi's code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm trying to make as much sense of it as possible. Like, like, look, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong because I will go on the round here for this, obviously. But like. This was a actually a very good match between two guys who are actually really really talented. At the end of the yes. day, right? Um, I, I felt it would have been just as good if it was just an extreme rules match, no frills to it. They'd have this feud. Ray wants revenge. That's it. You don't have to do anything else extra with it, right? And then they add this dimension where they want to pop somebody's eye out of their skull, right? Which is, um, <laughs> I mean. Sense. Typical red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit difficult. Um, uh, the finish is hard to watch. Yes, it's very strange. Um, it, like 
<laughs> like Ray's eye, like well, not his <laughs> eye, but you see this like eye, like he's holding it in his glove, and then like Seth Ron starts vomiting, and and the whole thing is just like. I don't know, man. Like, why did you go there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, why did this match have to go there? Yeah. Like, I just had a, a a person text me, a friend of the show text me, and asked if that really happened. And I, I had to confirm that, yes, this this actually did happen. And he, and he writes back, this is why I stopped watching WWE. Oh, yeah. Yikes. So, like, you know... I mean, am I am I in the wrong here? Like, is is the eye for an eye justified, guys? No, I I don't think it is personally. I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. No, I I completely agree with you. Like, this would have come off so much better ju- just doing an extreme rules match, and, and you could even have some really gnarly, like really brutal spots, uh, w- without going. <laughs> this far with it uh, I mean there, there's really no reason for it other than shock value but at the same time it's like is that really what you want out of a Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio match like like you said like this match was very good up until that like the weird part at the end where I guess he pulled his eye out and then he vomited like with with us with the steel with the steel steps which is not the tool I would use either <laughs> and it, and yeah, like you could have just had a great match with two great wrestlers, but instead you decided to do this shock value angle, and, and now that's the only thing we'll remember about it. And, and mm. I feel like I feel like Vince just had this idea, and then they were like, "Ah, just slap the horror show on it; it'll be, it'll be great." Mm. But it's like, dude, one, this is wrestling. This isn't like like. We gotta take actual this. Spartan combat. Like <laughs> we gotta take this blood and guts to the next level, pal. It's, it's so dumb. It, it, it's really, really dumb, and I don't know why they did this at all. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, fair. And, and I just want to say this again, and I know I've said this several times throughout the show. It is July, people. <laughs> it is July, and even the the vignette with with Bray at the very beginning, where he's like, you know, being, the buzzards being all weird. You know, <laughs> even that was like. Look, mm. it's July, and, and I'll, that, that's <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah, it's, it's it's hot outside. Like I'm not I'm not like down for all this. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's strange. Um, uh, Dits the eye for an eye match, man. Like what? what <laughs> like what the hell? Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I I I actually saw your tweet where you 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 basically said, you know, why is this just not a standard match? Because you put those two together, they're going to do something good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and you even said, you know, why don't you just make an extreme rules match, which essentially is exactly what it was. Like right. they were using um, kendo sticks, chairs, the table. They were getting stuff out of toolboxes and going the nuts on that stuff. Like it was just, you didn't need to escalate it to this stupid fucking stipulation. And because I, I, when it first got revealed and Ray went, ah, there's going to be an eye for an eye. I was just mm. like, oh, okay. What, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is, is that just like the title of the match? Is that just what you're calling it? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was just harped on about, oh, it's the, the winner is the person that extracts the other person's eye. And it was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, you Jesus. And <laughs> it, <laughs> when. <laughs> It was, I think the thing that really got me was when we were doing the introductions to this match and Mike Rome was stood there in the middle of the ring with a straight face mm. and said, the <laughs> yeah. winner 
of this match will be the first person to extract their opponent's eye from their socket or what i'm probably paraphrasing but that's more or less mm. what he fucking said and yeah. he said it with a straight face i'm like how how are you and then um the announcers <laughs> were saying the exact same thing they were just like oh well you know you can't win unless you're extracting from the eye i was like oh, what the fuck is this stipulation yeah. it's so mm. Stupid. Like I feel like, like just, I'm gonna be put on a list for paying for this show. Yeah, like like, like like we're we're all we are now all witness to like right. a crime, right? Yeah, and um, I did I actually didn't originally see the eye, so I didn't even mm, get the payoff. I neither saw, did like, I. The, the spot, and I was like, "Where's the eye?" Because I was expecting because I I figured oh it's pre-taped, so they're yeah. gonna do the a spot, and I assumed it was gonna be the the step spot, despite the fact they had the toolbox with pliers and shit. That mm. by all means, let's go to the steel stairs, right? Um, and that's how they went with it. And I was expecting that all oh, the camera was going to cut away to Seth or, you know, whatever, there's someone in the crowd. And then we come back and then there's this big fucking prosthetic eyeball sticking out of Ray's <laughs> mask or Seth's mm-hmm. face. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool as shit. Like, there's at least there's a payoff and actually, oh, an eye for eye actually means something. But when I was watching it and I didn't see an eye, I was like, well, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, yeah. Seth's just run off and he's now throwing up. And yeah, like, yeah. Again, we saw that like, vomit I'm... clear as day, though. Yeah, like, he, he clearly had some pea soup uh, before the match. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like Anthony said, you know, like, uh, why are you shocked at that? Like, you, you're you jamming his fucking eye into some steel steps. What do you expect is going to happen? Right. Um, and then he's dragged backstage. And then I think the thing that really, and, and, and bearing in mind at this point, I still didn't see the eye. Um, we had uh, Charlie outside the trainer's room saying, mm. oh, but somebody have some good news. Like, there's a chance that his optical nerve is going to be able to re- reattach and he's going to get his vision back. I was like, well, what's the fucking point then? Yeah, she, <laughs> she said he had globe luxation. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had to look this it. up on WebMD uh, afterwards. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, well, that's good news. He's going to get his vision back. I was like, well, at you least make him blind for like four weeks or something. Right. <laughs> give, it, give it something. And then somebody sent me the picture uh, in my uh, Twitter DMs of the actual eye. Yeah. And I was like, you know, at least I can see that there's some attempt at showcasing the eye, but it wasn't yeah. made. It should have been made more apparent. But even so, it's still fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ray should have yeah. like ran up the ramp with like his eye uh, just like yeah, like flinging I, through. I, his- I, I really like that point where like you have the eye like rolling like yeah, on the dude. Like, like if you're gonna do it, like, do like it. Don't, don't half-ass it. <laughs> yeah, whole ass yeah, this you thing. Have, like, you have Dominic stood next to him, just like holding the eyes. I've got you, Dad. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> comedic relief of like the dude in Pirates of the Caribbean who like his eyes always popping out. Yeah. Kind of, like, it's like, like oh, it's slippery. <laughs> back and it's like give me some kind of some value right <laughs> uh, I, I do want to uh, touch on a point that you had brought up and um, <laughs> just just for sheer hilarity um, we found ourselves personally critiquing the match and being like you can't extract an eye like that like there was definitely parts where like Seth's taking a blunt the blunt end of a kendo stick to right yes. like raise eye and it's right. like well you're just gonna smush it in his in, in his like socket there like well, that's and, not gonna do and anything. then Seth also walked out with the pliers and it's like dude that is not the right tool for that right like, at all like, <laughs> yes. like they're far too large like exactly. they're far too large like look at this man's eye you, you think get, you can fit that in there you, like you're gonna take off his eyelids too while you're at it like right. what are we doing here <laughs> well and like also if you even so look the eyeball is very slippery right trying so, to i hear you know i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. as we surmise <laughs> yeah exactly but 
if you're even able to to grab that eye with those pliers, which you won't be able to, but even if you were able to, you're gonna like crush it. Like mm-hmm. the pliers gonna, are not the tool, you know. It's gonna be like that's a grape. Like go out there with a spoon, y'all. Like that's the that's the that's the way. Yeah, start spooning out these eyes, guys. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you need a scooper of some sort. Is all I'm saying. Like Anthony, a melon baller. Yeah, a melon baller. That would be perfect. Uh, Anthony, I'll pass the the question over to you. Same question. What sure. the hell? Yeah, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> you guys hit it spot on. I saw the tweet come out, and I was like, "Yeah, why not? Why can't we just have like a an extreme rules match or like just be regular?" Like this was a good match. The mm-hmm. the spot um, where Ray slid out of the ring and like kind of hit Seth with like a like kind of like a sunset flip powerbomb yes. type thing. Throw him into the barricade was good. And right before that, he did another throw into the barricade. Mm-hmm. Like there were some cool wrestling spots here, and it didn't need all the pomp and circumstance of such a foolish stipulation. And then, so again, as we've already said here, like now everyone's going to come away not remembering how really solid of a wrestling match, one, this was, two, it could have been even Mm -hmm. better. Everyone's just going to be remembering the eye spot. And then even the eye spot, I just thought, and we've all hit on it, but I thought it was, I have so many problems with it. One, this stipulation, like the fact that the goal of the match is to extract another man's eye. Like what, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> he, he Seth does the same thing that he did the, to Ray in the first time. Like not even like a clever way to do something different this time. Like, nope, we're just going back to the steps. I'm like, okay. Still cool, the same eye as well. Cool. Right. Yeah, same eye, <laughs> same <laughs> steps, everything. Three, Seth's vomit. Like, and him being so disturbed, you came to the ring with a wrench. Yeah. You grabbed a driver and tried to stab him in the face. Mm. You took a kendo stick and put it into the top part of the turnbuckle and tried to ram his face. So you obviously are well aware of what the match is. Two, you are more than committed in trying to remove his eye. Three, Mm -hmm. as we've all pointed out, you're dumb and you don't know how to remove an eye because you're just trying to. (laughs) bash it in with stuff three or four i don't four. Even know number one how the <laughs> fuck do you remove an eye by pushing it into a metal edge of a steel steps yes yet anything you're just gonna stab it and mush it how did you pry yeah. it out and then and then the vomit and the shock like mm. oh my god what have i done you knew what you did you just did it to him a month ago you did it again right you came yeah. here with a weapon like what did you what what did you think was going to happen uh mm. yeah so many so many things. It was yeah. literally, and I, this is the part, I was so mad. Because up until this point, I was like, okay, it hasn't been, like, terrible. And I even I even messaged it in our DM about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, it's actually been okay so far. And, like, a minute later, eyeball, vomit. And I was like, well, I'm done. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, and, and, a, and a special shout-out to uh, Kenny from uh, a Kenny for Your Thoughts, uh, you know, his show. Uh, he, he did... He did make a good comment on the like. Well, of of course, you know, how would you react if you were to extract somebody's eye? Would, you know, wouldn't you vomit or feel the same? You know, he's he's justifying it. And mm-hmm. Shout out for for Kenny if you're if you're listening to this. Um, uh, but no, that, I'm that, not shocked if that's my yeah. goal. Right. Well, yeah. And and I mean that that thread took some weird twists and turns between me and Kenny, but <laughs> um, nonetheless, it's. Um, I mean, I was thinking like. You know, well, you've got the eye out now. Like, w- would you rather vomit, or would you, or do you like be a super heel about it mm. and like turn around and show raise eye to the camera and then like eat it or yeah. something like that and be like, 
you know, like just like this horrible monster. Like curb yeah, stomp it. Yeah, just do do something like that. You know, I mean, now we have some kind of weird sympathy because, you know, Seth's feeling a little queasy after taking Ray's eye out. Right, right. Which, I mean, it's, it's all very confusing anyway. Yeah, well, it seemed the crowd turned on him at the end, too, so maybe maybe mm. this might be the start of the end for the Monday Night Messiah kind of angle. Perhaps so. Well, I mean, he was never a fan favorite as that, but... I, I mean, mean, yeah, that's true. But, they should, but even that, like, them turning on him at the end. The man spent the first 15 minutes trying to stab Ray Mysterio in the face, and yeah. you guys were cool with that, and then... <laughs> did it and oh boo that's what the match was yeah like how could you like you were cheering for this like five minutes ago yeah there's just like zero continuity of it at all and it's just it exists only for fanfare really it i mean (laughs) well i just mean like it exists to get people talking like it doesn't exist because they were like oh you like this right like they weren't trying to make us like any part of it i don't think like it's just (laughs) it's just for those headlines man like perhaps so uh, let, let's let's talk about the the real match of the night here. Mm. Uh, in my per- personal opinion, Oscar uh, um, versus Sasha Banks, um, and, and I almost instantly regret saying my my match of the night here because now I'm recalling the finish. Um, <laughs> Sasha Banks won, quote unquote, won the match. Maybe, uh, kind of. Stupid. Um, basically Asuka was going to miss Sasha and then she accidentally missed the ref Mm -hmm. and the ref was blind ironically right Uh, (laughs) um, at which point Bailey gets in the ring and she attacks Asuka with the, the belt she hits her with the belt and then Asuka strips the ref of his shirt Bailey does. Bailey strips the ref of his shirt. Thank mm-hmm. you, Steven. You're welcome. Bailey then puts on the ref shirt. And as Asuka's laid out and uh, Sasha's laid out, mm-hmm. she gets Sasha to pin Asuka. And then Bailey does the three count and then demands that the bell be rung. And then Asuka just, you know, uh, she's, she's, she's down for the count. Obviously, she got hit with the belt. Right. Sasha walks away with the Raw Women's Championship. Very strange. Yeah. Very confusing. Mm. Very, very confusing. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so so th- this match so this match was well on its way to absolutely being match of the night, for sure. Like, mm. th- this match was really, really good. Yeah, it was, it was really hard-hitting. Both yeah. of them worked very, very hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is similar to the eye for an eye match, where... The match doesn't matter. All you're going to remember is the finish. And, and, like, why couldn't we just have a great match between two great wrestlers? Why does it always have to be this extra layer of shenanigans over it? Like, is a good match not good enough? Like, that's all I'm asking for here is is a good, clean match. And we got it, like... We, we we were like 90% there, maybe like right. 80 to 90% there, and, and then we just had this weird confusion at the end, and, and now that's all that anyone's going to remember. Right. Well, and, and, and that's, so shout out uh, to also to uh, uh, our friend and, and yours, uh, Josh Robinson, at, uh, you know, Josh Robinson 00 on Twitter. Josh, mm-hmm. Josh actually liked the finish and said that it was Attitude Era-esque. Um, I... I, I can't say that I necessarily agree with Josh uh, as, as much as I love him. Um, the, the thing is, is like the match would have been so more intriguing had Bailey hit the ref 
not Bailey hit the ref, but like Bailey hit Oscar as the refs down, and then Sasha still doesn't win clean, but she at least wins the match, and we don't get Bailey like stripping the ref's shirt off of him and like putting it on herself and then doing that whole thing. Like I get like like that's like kind of in her character. Yes, I do I do get that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost even more intriguing if Sasha just still won the match, right? Right. Like, without without Bailey being the referee for some strange reason, mm-hmm. right? It's like, uh, is the referee shirt that powerful to where that dictates <laughs> you, you being the winner? I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would have been more Attitude Era-esque, is, mm-hmm. is her not doing the shirt thing, just, you know, do the thing, and then, you know, Sasha wins. I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll go the reverse way this time. Anthony, your thoughts on this match, sir? Oh, I thought... This match was really, 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 really good. Asuka Mm -hmm. is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, as is Sasha Banks. Sasha was doing her typical job of just selling the shit out of every move that she was taking. She was getting emotional and selling, like, the emotion and the character, like, Mm -hmm. in the match. And then we had, like, the actual, like, technical prowess and aspect. Uh, Asuka had this, oh, this wickedly smooth it was maybe like halfway, but closer towards the beginning of the match when they go to the outside where Sasha's standing on the floor by the apron and Asuka slides on one knee and catches Sasha right in the face with a kick. It was yeah. so well-timed. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. And that right there was like a microcosm of that. The first half of the match was brilliant. I mm-hmm. loved it. That wasn't just like a good like WWE match. That was just like a good match, really good. The second half had what looked to be like a couple botches and mm-hmm. then a couple chain spots that they had, like they were really forcing it. Cause they're like timing was off of off a bit, but I was cool with it because you know, sometimes shit happens and the rest of the match was so great. I'm not going to nitpick right. the finish, but the finish, like we said, like really lost me. I just don't get. So yeah, is it the referee's shirt? So like in theory, can anyone just like put on the ref shirt and then you can count the three and like, that's it. Like right. why, even if you want to do like a smudge type finish, like, okay, the referee can't see he's feeling his way. Like maybe Bailey's yelling at him, like count the three. And like, he's like, okay. Like, and he counts one, two, three. And then it's like, oh, but Sasha really cheated. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. There was no, I guess like in, in a fucked up way, I give WWE points for, I know they don't like, they don't like to do clean finishes a lot. And they mm-hmm. like to do, schmozzy finishes so no one so even when someone loses they don't really take the loss and i've never seen something like this before i've never seen someone like (laughs) take out take the ref and undress him and put on (laughs) the shirt and count the three and yeah that to me was just like that that really i get the whole dusty finish type of thing but this one Mm -hmm. just made no no i no Mm -hmm. sense i hated this ending much more than i did the eye for an eye yeah, th- this this really jumped the shark. I feel like, yeah. like it entirely. Yeah, um, uh, just, you, know, you have no precedent for it. There's no logical sense, and even like the like the like, why the hell did like the ring bell guy like ring the bell? Like, yeah, why would seriously. You do that? Yeah, like, well, that's not a thing. He was just like, oh, okay, it like rang, and I'm like you, you're fired. You should lose your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it would almost have been even better if like the ring bell guy just tried to get himself over and like stood up to Bailey and was like, I'm not ringing no bell for yeah. you. And then like tried to like run away with the bell or something like yeah. that. I don't he know. challenges MVP for the U S title. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have it. to challenge MVP. He could just say, I'm now U S champion. Yeah, of yeah. course. And, and then ring the bell. Yeah, he, he hits MVP with the bell, knocks him out. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 
and then he puts on the ref shirt. Exactly, counts the three. And counts it like on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) He runs away with the belt before Lashley gets out of the bathroom stall. Uh, And and that's how the U.S. title became the 24-7 title. Exactly. (laughs) Full circle. Yeah, now we're back. Um, uh, Dits, uh, your thoughts on the match, man, your take. I mean, yeah, I, I echo everybody's thoughts here. Like, the first half of the match was really, really good. Um, but there's a, there's a reason I say that the table match, for me, personally, is mm. match of the night. Mm-hmm. Purely because it had a definitive finish. 100%. Yep. That's the that's the that's what takes the uh, that's what takes the cake with regards to the tables match because obviously you had a good match with uh, Seth and Ray, which ended stupidly, and then it got worse with this one, which was so annoying. You're having such a good match, and then it just turns just out of nowhere into this fucking shit show. And look, I get. Because, you know, I, I've already said, you know, how much of a fan I am of Bailey and Sasha and everything mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it the whole everything that they did in that finish fits them. It fits their characters. So right. from that perspective, mm-hmm. you know, you get two thumbs up. You know, it's character continuity, character mm-hmm. development, whatever you want to call it. That's exactly what they went for. But it doesn't take away the fact that it was so fucking dumb. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, it, well, like, I, I mean, I definitely get your point, uh, you, you know, with, with it being in, in her character and everything. But at, at the same time, like, we could have just had a great match. And, and then the people like yeah. me who, who really aren't, you know, 100% sold on Sasha and Bailey might be like, ah, I mean, they're not my favorite, but that was a really killer match. Yeah. But now I'm just even more annoyed than before. Because yeah. that's what because that's exactly what I was expecting before. We even got to this match. I thought this is going to be a good match, um, but Sasha's going to lose. Like it's going to be really good. Asuka picks mm-hmm. up the win and retains. Yeah. Um, because I think, like broader picture, that feeds into the feud that will eventually come between Bailey and Sasha. Because she can all like Bailey can always lean on the fact that well, look at me, I've been women's champion for fucking god knows how many days. Mm-hmm. You you like you've had opportunities to win titles. Obviously not mine because why would you challenge your friend? But like right. you faced Oscar, uh, you had an opportunity against EO. You know, granted it was non-title, but you know if she won that, she could have gone on and challenged for the NXT women's title. Um, and you you came up short every single time, and that that could have just been another stepping stone on the feud that is due to be Bailey versus Sasha. But Absolutely. now we have the, the another bout of confusion with around a championship on Raw. Shocker. Who who is the who, who is the champion? Is it Asker mm-hmm. or is it or is it Sasha Banks? And mm-hmm. I you know I I'm with you, Steven. Like it might be, you know, an attitude era esque finish, and you know I, I do disagree with Josh. I fucking hate the finish, yeah. um, but I would I, I would have much rather, like you said, just have Bailey hit. Well, have have Asuka obviously hit the mist into the referee's face. He's blind, mm-hmm. um, and then have Bailey twat Asuka in the back with the title, and then there you go. There's your, she pulls Sasha onto Asuka. There you go. There's your win. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not a clean finish, no, but. It, again, that fits into the character. You don't mm-hmm. have this dumb situation mm-hmm. where you're <laughs> undressing the ref and <laughs> suddenly calling yourself an official. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, we, I, I don't think it's the first time that I've seen a referee spot. Like, it's definitely the first time I've seen a referee undressed <laughs> and then the, the powers yeah. exchanged. But you know, you've had you've had situations where like somebody goes, "Oh yeah, I'm ref." And then just even if they're in fucking civilian clothing, they get in there and they count the pin, and all of a sudden that's it. Like it's, there's the win. It's just, mm. What's going on? But 
uh, it, it's just so fucking like it, it's one it's an, another on a list of so many for this pay-per-view what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. yep I, I i just don't know where they're gonna go with it now because at the end of the day even though they are tag team champions and they roam between the three brands at the end of the day sasha banks is smackdown bailey is smackdown like now yep. that she's got this raw title uh wrongly or rightly like where's it gonna go now like, right class. yeah well and like and, and with SummerSlam around the corner i mean I, when do you pull the trigger on on this uh sasha and bailey inevitable feud right like you could have easily you know st- still done oscar somehow some way managing to beat Sasha and I would have gladly taken another 10 minutes of this match here for Asuka to still come out on top as the champion which would have led to Sasha maybe you know berating Bailey after the match and then like turning babyface right Mm -hmm. like that could have certainly been something well worth doing um I mean, whether or not that's the right move, I don't I don't know. But, I mean, with SummerSlam around the corner, like, why not put a marquee match on there like that, right? Um, I, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. But, uh, yeah. WWE. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, let's move along here uh, to the... Um, the WWE title match here, uh, the the, um, the stipulation was to be determined um, at the uh, the beginning of the match, so we didn't really know what this match would be between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. We know the story is obviously uh, Dolph feels as though he he groomed Drew into being the man he is today, and Drew uh, quite clearly disagrees with that uh, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, so, so Dolph is um, he he makes his way to the ring. He's he's Shawn Michaels, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Drew makes his way to the ring, and then Dolph grabs the mic and he makes the stipulation that um, it's extreme rules only for him. Right? He can use the weapons. There's no disqualifications for him. Um, there's obviously no rope breaks. It seems. Um, uh, and that Drew can lose the belt on a countout or a disqualification. So, um, the 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 deck is really stacked against him uh, on this one. Um, I thought that uh, for what it was, um, if they could make Drew look at least um, like a like a badass, like they like they really should. Um, that it would just be fine, right? It, it was going to work out smoothly. He's going to actually come away with this looking even better than what he was before because obviously all these odds are stacked against him now. Um, and uh, let's be honest, Dolph kind of needs those odds uh, in his favor uh, based on his booking. Um, an, an overall decent match, but nothing that really blew my mind personally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anthony, what did you think of the match? Oh. <sighs> sigh um as i mentioned in the lead-in i just didn't i didn't like the stipulation off the bat again if you're if you got this and not to uh, i hate to like be that guy but you be that guy in a creative fashion like you're just setting yourself up for failure because you're either going to make the creative team look stupid or like dolph's character look dumb because again like he could have come up with 70 better stipulations for how that, that could have like allowed him to rig this match so that he could come away with the win again. Like, Oh, you know, I can win if 
you know, if I only get a one, I only need a one count. I don't need a three count. You need a 50 count in order to beat me or like right. I can so many things or again with the whole count out thing. Like if you knew that ahead of time, mm. come out prepared with some kind of like handcuffs or something and handcuff him to something outside. Yep. So he can't get into the ring. Like there are just so many other ways that he could have used this to his advantage. And I'm not like a Dolph fan, but well, no, oh, I like him. I think is, he's good. Is anybody? But, <laughs> now, yeah, I, I don't. At this point, probably not. But this yeah. just makes the character look so bad and so dumb. And I'm also not a fan of. I don't like dudes. It's it's fine, but I don't like not even dudes. Women's matches too. I don't like if one wrestler hits their finisher and the other guy kicks out, and then their guy hits their finisher, and it's match over. I hate that. Mm. And all the famouser, and he hit the zigzag, and he hit the zigzag on the chair, yeah. and Drew kicked out. And then five seconds later, Drew Kip up Claymore. It's over. Mm-hmm. The only saving mm-hmm. grace for me with that was that that Kip up to the Claymore was amazing. Uh, the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. The sound was great. I liked it. But even that, I was like, Dolph, why are you still just running face open when you see Drew get up? Obviously, he's not woozy for your super kick. Like, are you just going to adjust? Nope, you're just going to eat that Claymore. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't. I, I understood what they were going for. I liked that. I, I guess it was all right when Drew was going to like suplex Dolph through the table and then realized he couldn't. So he just had to suplex him regular. And then he was like, damn it. But I also kind of wanted to be like, dude, like, you, come on. Gain your, what, mm. you, don't, you didn't realize you couldn't drop him through that thing. You've, this is the third time this has happened to you. Right. But yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was good. It was another match that I was just like, okay, it didn't, I wish that it would like solidify Drew more as a champion for me. I wish I came away from that match being like, damn, like who's going to beat Drew? But really, I'm just like, okay, this is another guy for him to beat until Brock Lesnar comes down from Canada to challenge him eventually. Mm, right. Big right. 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 I mean, I, w- I will say that I, I did like the, the, the cool visual of, of, of Drew doing that. And I, th- I think that's um, obviously that, that sequence is uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, a, a, a a snapshot of the uh, the world of Dolph Ziggler at this time. Right, right. Okay. Well, see, my my main problem with this match is that like the the match was fine. Like it wasn't a bad match. Definitely wasn't like a great match or anything. It was fine. Uh, I, I don't have any like huge complaints about the match itself. However, like why? Like the, this match doesn't really do anything <laughs> for either of them. Really, like. Uh, Dolph <laughs> had extreme rules, ha- had all these things stacked uh, in his favor, and-, and still wasn't able to to beat him. But then at the same time, it's like it's Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Like, who's gonna win that? Right. Ma- like that that doesn't that doesn't do anything for McIntyre. No, everyone beats Ziggler. Yep. Like, uh, of course he's gonna beat Dolph Ziggler. And-, and so the thing about this is it it doesn't do anything for either of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the confusing part about this match to me. I don't know. It was fine. It's just like, it, it's, it's a nothing match. Like it doesn't do mm-hmm. anything for either of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It doesn't do it. It doesn't push. You're not coming away from that match being like, damn, Drew is a legitimate champion. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. everybody beats Dolph and you exactly. weren't going into the match being like, you know, I think Dolph could do it. Cause Dolph never does anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Uh, Dits thoughts on the the match, the this angle, and uh, wh- where does Drew McIntyre go from here? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm biased when it comes to Drew. 
because uh, like, yeah, I do. I got a thing for Drew. What a <laughs> sexy man he is. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I am a, a huge fan of Drew McIntyre, so maybe I have some like bias towards him. Um, but yeah, I, I echo everybody's sentiments here. Like it was a fine match. It was nothing to cry home about. It was, it, you know, it was okay. But um, you know, like everybody's already said, if you go, if you, I want, I want Drew to have the best run as WWE champion that he can have because I just mm. don't know if he's if it's ever going to happen again for him. And right. that's that's not a knock on him. It's just how booking goes. You know, they right like it's like Kofi. Kofi's never get never going to get another run ever again with that WWE title. So, oh man, I, 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 I just think about that. <laughs> but you're right. I, I mean, you are right. I, you know, I, I just want him to have the best run that he could possibly can that he can possibly have. And when there's rumors circulating that Randy Orton is going to be taking the title off him at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. I start getting fucking worried. And I go right, so this is the last title defense that you have Drew doing, and it's against Dolph Ziggler, a guy who has zero credibility in 2020, a guy who's trampled <laughs> yeah. on by absolutely everybody, who's not believable. The moment this match was over, hell, even before the match was fucking over, when he was before even started, when he was coming out with the stipulations, he was already finding his way further and further down the card. And as soon as he was claimed, he was right back at the fucking bottom again. Mm. It, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's frustrating for me, you know, as somebody who is a big fan of Drew, because you know, if he, if, if he does drop the title to some uh, SummerSlam to Randy Orton, if that is the way they're going to go, I hope it isn't the way they're going to go, but mm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll be disappointed with his title. I don't think he's been bad. Uh, you know, he's he had a decent match with Seth at Money in the Bank. Hmm. Um, he had that classic against Big Show post WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but this is the thing: I actually, outside of oh yeah, he fought Seth, and obviously tonight because it happened tonight. I actually don't remember any of the title defenses that he's had. I don't remember. I don't even um, remember the last pay per view. I'm fucking terrible. I think he defended it against Andrade at some point on a Raw. I want to hmm. say that that happened. Yeah. That happened. Um, Who did he fight at Backlash? Yeah, I think that was Seth. I think that was the Seth match. Was it? I thought Seth was Money in the Bank. Maybe. Well, even if even if it was Seth at Backlash, who was it at Money in the Bank then? (laughs) Uh, At Backlash, it was Bobby Lashley. Oh, Oh, that's right. Because that that was that was actually a, a, a. I'm not going to say a, bl- a mind-blowing match by any no, it was but, good. But, but it was, uh, yeah, it was good. definitely something that uh, was well above my expectations. Uh, I, I think at the time I had said that was Lashley's best match I've ever seen. Yes, so. I, th- I think we agreed on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I I do like the take about Randy Orton versus Drew because I do, I, I've heard the same rumors that that match is going to happen. Um, now I, I could see this going very differently, and I, I really do hope that uh, they they do have Drew uh, retain in the match because uh, yes. I I think they need to continue that legend of Drew. I think that he he needs to be champion until crowds come back, mm-hmm. whenever that yeah, is. If they make that a super long title reign, by all means, then just do it. Right? If he needs to run over everybody until they get crowds back, so that way the crowd can actually see Drew McIntyre as champion for the first time then that would be amazing, yeah. right? Um, I think he would get a, a really big pop for it. 
Um, that being said, um, WWE is not going to do that match in a clean fashion. What they would most likely do is have Drew and Randy have a very competitive match, I think. And then, you know, out of nowhere, Edge is going to return again. And then and he's going to spear Randy. And it's going to lead to a Claymore. And then Drew, Drew, Drew will win that match mm-hmm. um, from, from the, the grips of death. Right? Um, and, uh, you know, we'll get Edge versus Orton 3. Woohoo! I think that's, I think that's the plan. Uh, Greatest wrestling match ever, part two. Right. You, you can quote me on this here in about a month, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think Edge's tricep will be okay after that. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see, though. Mm-hmm. Um, torn tricep, that's a that's a tough injury. It is. Um, I was going to say, that might keep him out. Uh, well, Ray Lewis came back from it for after like two months, but he used some kind of like frozen deer antler spray or something that was illegal, so maybe Edge will do that. Yeah, I mean... You, you, <laughs> what yeah. did you just say? Yeah. I mean, you know, frozen you know, deer antler spray. Yeah, no, oh, there's... Yeah, no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah there's, interesting. There's there's a lot of medical stuff that you can do outside of the U.S. that uh, that we just won't touch because whatever, right? He used yeah, he used some weird. It yeah. was like a story, and they kind of brushed it under. Yeah, he used uh, or that's what the rumor was. Yeah, like this deer antler mm. spray that it does. I forgot what it did, but it allowed his tricep to heal quicker because it was supposed to be like a five to eight month injury and he came back within like two months fully mm-hmm. functioning he wore a brace but it shouldn't have been possible right huh. like that, all right then I, i've heard of uh things in germany where they can take your blood and like like they'll spin it in a centrifuge with like stem cells and stuff like that and then put it back into you through like this this oh. like procedure and uh and, and that that just knocks out pretty much any severe injury like right there like speeds up your recovery time like magic Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, yeah. didn't know because uh, Andrew Luck was trying to do stuff like that. He went to Germany for like a bunch of different stuff to potentially heal his injuries. And, yep. and then he felt like it wasn't worth it. He had the mental stuff going on. But yeah, he tried a bunch of that too. Yep. Yeah, well, German, the more you man. know. <laughs> the rainbow. Yeah. The more yeah, right. The more you know. Go to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Visit Germany on your injury holiday. Yeah. yeah right. um, uh, last but not least, um, the swamp ass match. <laughs> yes. The, the, nice. I was waiting for somebody. I thought somebody would for sure say that on Twitter. I bet I didn't see it. Uh, that was coined like three weeks ago, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went on a whole thing. I don't. I don't even remember what was on my mind then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the swamp fight for the. I mean, was it for the universal title? I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't I we didn't so. even really know how you would win either. Correct. No. Do hmm. we? Do we still know? Exactly. No. No, um, we we were kind of left very uh, in a very inconclusive kind of way here, mm-hmm. um, gentlemen. Uh, first off, let me get your thoughts on just cinematic matches in general, and uh, and, and what this match meant to you. <laughs> I think is probably a good place to start. Dits, uh, what, what did you make of this, and 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 how do you feel about cinematic matches? The match holds a special place in my heart. Um, oh. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It does not. Hot take um, there from Dits. <laughs> Uh, well, with regards to cinematic matches, um, I I don't think you need to do them, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, you have a ring, you have a roster, so they're not really a necessity. Just because the Boneyard match at WrestleMania was such a success and such a big hit, um, and then to a lesser extent, the, the, the Firefly Funhouse one from Night, two mm-hmm. uh i still enjoyed that don't get me wrong but for sure um 
you know, you don't, I, I wouldn't base everything off that. And like Anthony knows my thoughts on the money in the bank um, oh cinematic. Like I like that. If, if, if I loved cinematic matches, which I don't really, um, that would have ruined it for me. Cause that money in the bank cinematic match was fucking trash. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to the point where it's tainted money in the bank for me in general, but mm. that's, that's, that's a story for another podcast, which I've already done about twice. So, <laughs> um, but um yeah, like I mean, I, I can see the place that a cinematic match has, and you know, when it's done right, it could be really good. You know, like Taker versus AJ, but they don't need to keep fucking relying on it because you just don't need it. And I, you know, again, I harken back to the Money in the Bank thing. You had a ring, you had ladders all over the place. That was the set, for the Money in the Bank show. Just put the Money in the Bank match in the ring. Well, why, why are you having to go through WWE HQ and fighting up on the roof? Like it's stupid. Um, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know, it. I, I guess it serves its purpose if you're trying to enhance the storyline, which I can see exactly. That's where they were trying to go mm. with with Braun and Bray here, because you know it fits perfectly into you know Braun's introduction to the WWE. Um, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with cinematic matches. They're just, I think, the more that we're seeing of them when they're not actually necessary in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, I think they're starting to sour because we don't need to see them, you know, as frequently as we are. Um, but the actual, I mean, match in air quotes, <laughs> um, yes. it was, you know, actually, you know, it was, it was okay for the, for the most part, it was creepy. It was weird. It was bizarre. Mm. Obviously that was, that was the intention, you know, throughout. I'm a big fan of Colt Braid. Like he is, I mean, obviously our gimmick draft that episode that we did over on the yes. Dow pod, you know, yes. we included the Colt, the Colt is Bray on our top 10 Way um, to rub in the, the on the Dow pad side. <laughs> yeah. We won that by the way. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was some uh, shady tactics by one of the groups on this episode. Here. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, one by any means necessary. You know what, gentlemen? <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of the Colt Bray. So it was really cool to see him hmm. back and see him in his environment. And so, some of the stuff was cool, but um, then you had Braun fighting off what seemingly was Tazawa's reject ninjas, and then some guy got set on fire, and then Alexa yeah. Bliss is suddenly Sister Abigail. <laughs> I totally forgot yeah, that about was, the guy uh, being lit on yeah. fire. The oh, guy yeah, on yeah. fire was, it was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he wasn't even convincingly sold. He was kind of just like, oh god, I'm on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, did, did Braun even throw him into the fire? No, it, like, he rolled no. into it no. himself. He, I think he yeah. actually spontaneously combusted. <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I was like, you know what? It feeds into, you know, the bizarreness that is Bray Wyatt and all that kind of stuff. Mm, right. Um, you know, and then he went away on a boat and then he came back <laughs> not on the boat and then appeared with a shovel. And then then there was then there was a doppelganger of Braun and mm. there's just so much weird shit. And I was just like, you know what? Like I, I get where they're going with it and I can understand because it feeds into the 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 you know the larger story of it all. You mm. know, and that's where a cinematic match can work. You know, you use a story and you run with it. But it's still stupid. Like I'm I was mm. still left right at the end just going, I don't know what's happened. Like right. it, like is somebody supposed to be pinning somebody? Is the title on the line? Is is this 
the, the, the whole point of this match to fucking drown somebody is like mm. th- 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 there was no real explanation of what was going on. It was just a case of, oh yeah, Braun, just rock up to my swamp, mate, and we'll just have a bit of a tussle. But I'm going to seemingly drug you with some weird freaky deaky shit, and mm. you're going to see yourself, and then you're going to see Alexa Bliss, Sister Abigail, and I'm going to pop up out of the swamp every now and then, and oh wait, I'm the fiend now. It was. Mm. It, <laughs> And then, and then we had the tease of the copyright thing as well. And I actually got legitimately even mad at that point. I was like, are you fucking really serious yeah. ending it there? Um, <laughs> and then he got dragged in. I was like, oh, okay, now we're going to carry on. Maybe it was just a mistake. Uh, but it ended like a minute after. Um, mm. And then, of course, you know, we had the reveal of The Fiend, which is exactly what I predicted anyway. I said, you know, whatever was going to happen in this match, regardless of whether Bray um, wins or loses the thing, the Fiend is going to make some kind of appearance and it would be like the final boss. You know, Braun's mm, defeat Funhouse mm. Bray, he's defeated Colt Bray, and mm. now he has to defeat uh, The Fiend at SummerSlam because it's The Fiend's one-year in-ring debut and why not? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I kind mm. of expected it. I, I predicted it before, you know, anything even happened. And, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of, it was kind of a mess, really, to end... Yeah. the show on because at many points i was like oh it's time for the swamp fight and then they'd go on to something else like oh now it's time for it and then they go still to come and like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, know, I never expected it to main event but it, you know it was okay it, it fed the story but you know i don't like leaving a pay-per-view going what the fuck is happening Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I left it, and, and you know, that, see, because WWE like, loves that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they love it so many times on this on this one pay per view, yeah, you know, yes, uh, yeah, it's fun fun times, great memories, <laughs> memories for all. Uh, Anthony, thoughts on this match here, man? I I don't. I'm not a fan of cinematic matches, but I don't go into each one being like, I'm not gonna like this. I kind of just like let them happen mm. as they are try to take them as they come. I liked the beginning. Mm. I, not that I think any of it makes sense, but whatever. Mm. But I like Braun driving up and I like Bray sitting in basically like the driveway, rocking back and forth, just like waiting for him. And that was the last thing I liked about this match. (laughs) (laughs) Even from there, we go, Warren Hayes put it out on Twitter and I was already thinking it. It made me even more mad. Mm. Braun is this dude who has flipped cars and pulled down Titan Trons yep. and all these crazy feats of strength. And yep. he can't get out of being chained to a fucking rocking chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not even the chain aspect, but this wooden rocking chair. Like he can't get he can't get up. The man smashes metal for yeah. fun. And he can't get out of this wooden <laughs> rocking chair that's been in this damp moldy basement for <laughs> however long yeah it's it's really a miracle that the rocking chair even held up really yeah correct it's probably got so much moisture in that wood from all the humidity that it should have crumbled by now but whatever forget science because unless charlie's talking about eyeballs we don't get science on (laughs) wwe so whatever (laughs) get up from that and then yeah he's just fighting random people that guy rolls himself into the fire and then we get like these random cut scenes of like, he's on fire and Braun's laughing. He's on fire again. Braun's laughing. The guy's running, but like not concerned. <laughs> and, then, and then the Alexa Bliss, a sister Abigail thing. Yeah. I was like, that, that was a funny callback, but I was also kind of like, well, this is like weird, but I was like, whatever. Cool. Mm, I guess. Funny stretch, whatever. Mm. And then Bray gets slammed into a boat and then the boat drives away on its own. 
Mm. <laughs> and then the boat comes back on its own. And then they're fighting again. Mm. And then Bray goes into the water. And then Braun, oh, it's over. Even that, I wanted to be like, so what's the, so now I'm thinking like, what's the object of this match? Is it to murder mm. your mm-hmm. opponent? Because mm. Braun just put Bray into the, into the, this swamp. And was like, oh, it's over. So, like, is he expecting, like, okay, I win this by murdering Bray? Yes. <laughs> and then Bray comes up, Mandible Claw, seemingly drowns Braun. So, Braun is dead. Braun's been murdered. Mm. He's dead. The Fiend comes out. Like, and I, who won? What was the point of this match? Was there any stipulation? Were they just fighting in a swamp? How gross is that swamp? They both probably have hepatitis now or some kind of something. <laughs> that is Braun dead? I just, I think another thing, like, I think this is another match where at the end, again, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there left with like questions about like, just going like what, or like why, and trying to piece things together. And that's, that's annoying, especially for like the main event of a pay-per-view. But ironically, I thought this main event really was a microcosm of the pay-per-view as a whole and really encapsulated the back half of the show Mm. with just the basic what and why, like Mm -mm. that's what it was. For sure. I, I, I agree with all the points that you both have raised so far. I, I, I will make a note of one thing that, um, and if I missed either of you saying this, I deeply apologize. Um, but one thing that uh, I do want to bring up very quickly here, because science, right? Of course. Because of science. <laughs> um, they are in this damp shed. Um, uh, we can clearly see that this is a very small shed, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody, at some point, I guess brings in uh, an anaconda of some sort, right? Or a boa constrictor, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I, it's, a, it's a snake, a very large snake. Yes. Now the point of this is, is that not not that uh, not that this is just any snake, right? It's a it's a it's a non venomous snake that's not known for actually um, biting people unless it's actually devouring its food whole, and even then it does more of like a like a gulping kind of motion, right? It Correct. detaches its jaws and just like. It could it could eat brawn if it wanted to. Yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. it would have to like squeeze him, right? Like and then just just chompa chompa chompa. But like um, Tommaso oh, chompa, like if yeah, Tom like Tommaso. Yeah, like, if he was in this match, I would have been thrilled. Like, like, like Tommaso, like <laughs> brings in the snake and is like, ah, yeah, chompa chompa. Right, he's like snake from Harry Potter. Like he can transform. <laughs> there you go. That, that's you go. that's that, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so. A one person brings in this snake that probably weighs a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right. B the snake goes and like lashes out at Braun Strowman, which is not characteristic of this type of snake at all. Um, and then Braun has some kind of weird like hypnotic, hallucinogenic kind of like reaction to it, and then he like ends up by this fire. Which okay, th- these these snakes are not venomous. He's he he would not have this kind of reaction. Couldn't you just have like I don't know, Bray drug brawn, like, oh, I'm going to make you drink this and, like, you know, pour something down his throat or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's called the horror show. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Do, like, a whole thing where, like, you know, brawn's tripping balls and he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like flashbacks of all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, you could do all sorts of like very inventive things, but no, you you had this snake that just bit brawn. That's not even poisonous. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm I'm no animal expert, but but I do know that. But I do know this exactly about this type <laughs> of snake. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, this match. Uh, I, I mean, 
it, it was entertaining. Sorry, that was me. Yeah. Um, it, it was entertaining to a certain degree. Um, it, Steven's popular tonight. Sorry. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, cinematic matches go, I, I'm not 100% against them, but I have been a little burned in the past, uh, specifically with like Money in the Bank. Um, but but then we also got like the Stadium Stampede match, and I really, really enjoyed that. Whether you want to call that cinematic or not, I don't know. It's definitely not like a, a normal match, so I would put it in that cinematic category but anyways um i enjoyed like the first five to ten minutes of this match with uh like anthony was saying with with uh braun you know pulling up in the truck and and bray just like sitting there in the rocking chair and, and then even after uh braun got attacked and, and was chained to that to the chair and, the, and then bray you know gave that monologue i, I enjoyed all of that the snake is kind of where they lost me uh just because everything after that didn't really seem to make a lot of sense. Like everything that Bray was saying before that, it, there was continuity to it. There, there was things that you can look back in history uh, of WWE and be like, oh yeah, that happened like a hundred percent. And he was making a lot of good points, but then the snake happened. Braun started tripping. There was a guy on fire, uh, a boat, you know, rode away on its own. Like, and it was just everything after that was just confusion. Yeah. Like the, the fiend, the, the show ends with the fiend coming up out of the water. You don't know what happened to Braun. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Like, we don't know what happened with Braun. We don't know if the fiend won. We don't even know how you were supposed to win the match. Is, we don't even is know the if fiend it's the champion. Is the fiend, the champion is the match even over? Like there, there's all these questions, you know? So, so the beginning of it, it's like, okay, cool. What, this is entertaining. Like, what are we doing with this? Yeah. Oh, oh God! This is what you did with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take there, Stephen. Yeah. Hot takes. Um, gentlemen. Um, overall, the final thoughts on the show, or if you want to give a letter grade on the show, what what, what are we thinking here? Any, any final thoughts? It wasn't garbage, but it was extremely confusing. It does pretty much the whole way. Through. Does it come close to Money in the Bank for worst show of the year? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would say it, it doesn't beat Money in the Bank as, for worst show of the year, uh, but it, but it's definitely in in that uh, in that category. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it lived up to the horror show tagline. Yes, in, yes, in all the worst ways. I'll go with a C minus. C minus. I think that's a fair grade. Yeah, I was I I, I was aiming. I, I'd go C. Yeah, C minus. I'd, I'd be aiming around that region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with a D, as in don't watch this show. <laughs> yeah, just just don't watch it. We're, we're skipping. You know, you don't have to see this. Yeah, fair enough. What, what are you What are you missing out on? They'll they'll gonna, they'll, they'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen on Raw. Exactly. Right. Like the way I think of it is this. Right. Um, and I've been trying to justify this uh, to myself and 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 really kind of bring myself to this point of view here this year particularly with, with WWE shows. My my train of thought is if this was still the era of us having to buy the pay-per-views through cable or through another avenue, right? If we had to buy the show individually for would this be worth your 40 or 50 dollars? Absolutely uh, not. No. No. So, I mean, for for me, yeah, it's a D. Don't don't buy this show, don't watch this show. Right. It's, it's worth skipping. Yep, um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, we just real quick here. We have uh, some uh, some Twitter hot takes, some post show hot takes. 
uh, coming to us from uh, from some some of our uh, friends and colleagues on Twitter, um, as well as uh, some fans. So uh, just real quick here, uh, we'll pull this up. Um, let me see. Uh, so yeah, we asked you to drop your hottest takes. We'll give you a shout out here post show. Uh, our friend Conrad at uh, Everything Pro Wrestling at EPW Show on Twitter. Conrad says match of the night: Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's either that or the tag match, really. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, foul seventies singer songwriter original. On Beautiful. Twitter at foul underscore original. Beautiful. Uh, what a guy. Yeah, he, yeah. You got that retweet from Jericho. That was pretty. That's <laughs> nice. pretty. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, uh, foul says, if I want a championship in the WWE, I just need to steal a ref shirt or just commission a new belt and claim it as mine. Um, yes. Apparently, from that, what they've showed us, th- that's what yeah. we've now learned. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> why belts don't mean anything. <laughs> True. True. This, that sucks. Yeah, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Get Show Comedy Wrestling Podcast at Get Show Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Dolph is the best seller in WWE history. That oh, is a wow. that is a hot take. Goodness, I don't know if I can say history. He's up there though. Yeah, yeah, I he, mean, yeah, he's he's definitely up there in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, Sean. I mean, the guy who he models himself after, Sean, would be the the guy I would put at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put Ric Flair not too far behind him. I'd put um, Bret Hart up there, too. Bret, yeah. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar, of course, <laughs> you know. When Brock wants to, he can sell his ass off. Look what he did for Drew in the Rumble. Yeah. Everyone says that. <laughs> when, when Brock wants to, he's great. Okay, yeah. well, can you make him want to, please? Oh, no, I can't, and I'm not going to tell him. because. <laughs> hey, listen, Brock, you got, you got to sell a little more, okay? Oh, man. I'm not telling him anything. Whatever he wants to do, he can yeah. do. Well, he he put over Keith Lee pretty big, and he didn't even have to like wrestle him. He, he's just like pointing at Keith Lee from across the ring, he's like, who? Who's this big fella? Yeah. yeah so. This guy's big. <laughs> yeah. I'm big too. I'm, I'm big too. You're made of meat. I'm made of meat. That's a lot of beef. <laughs> Look, we're going to get them both in at the same time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Matt G, a.k.a. Matthias Black uh, of Rise Pro at IllustriousMG40 on Twitter. Uh, he had a bit of a prediction here. He says that uh, he's doing a little bit of a throwback here. Mm. Uh, uh, old school wrestler Skinner interferes in the Swamp Match and reveals himself as Bray's daddy and costs Braun the match. Oh, I would have loved that. Skinner used to terrify me as a kid. Yeah. I'm not even familiar. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of a... I mean, Bray basically made his whole gimmick kind of like the first run of Bray's gimmick was very heavily influenced by uh, by Skinner. Gotcha. Except add more, uh, add a lot, a lot, a lot of tobacco chew yes. at all times. I see. It was like dripping from his mouth. It was gross. Yeah, you you, you can't get away from uh, you, you can't get away with this now uh, with the with no. all tobacco use on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of course, no good. And but then bump it up to TV fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, hey, Internet Eric here on Twitter <laughs> at movies underscore beer 365. Yeah. Man, nice. that was beautiful all around. Yeah, yeah that's great. Great, very, game, great tag. Very well put. Very nice tag. Um, he says, easy, and then puts a gif of Krusty the Clown saying, what the hell was that? Um, True. Yeah. I think that sums up the night pretty I well. Think, I think Krusty said it best. Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Uh, well, gentlemen, um, usually at the end of the night here, we like to play a little bit of a game called If Wishes Were Fishes, uh, where we each take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and all the others in the roundtable grade that wish in terms of fish. Yes, indeed. W- would you guys like to play this game with us? Nope. No? No, yes. Oh, yes, okay. I would like to <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's very silly. Yeah, I mean, if it's just us two, then I mean, I guess, I guess it's fine. Does this wish have to be specific to this pay-per-view? Or can no, it, it, it can be about anything. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want in the wrestling world in general. That's fine. Is it, does it have to be current or can it be throughout wrestling history? It, it, anything wrestling related. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can do a throwback okay. wish. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever done a throwback wish before. I don't think but, so either. Uh, but yeah, if you want to be the first here, break some history here. Yeah, yeah, let's okay. do this. Um, so uh, uh, I guess we'll we'll start with Steven so we can kind of like, I don't know, get a good get a good thing going here and then we'll kind of go on the round. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So with my first wish, I'm kind of trying to take the sour taste out of whatever the hell happened with MVP <laughs> on, on this last pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, is he the champion? Like, we still don't know what what's going on with Apollo Crews. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's very confusing. So, if wishes were fishes, uh, basically, Apollo Crews come ba- comes back from his injury and just decimates MVP. Just mm. absolutely decimates him. Gets mm. that title back off of him. And a very important part of this wish is ditches that new belt and brings the U.S. title back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the OG, the one that he said. The had. OG. The... the the better, the, the better title. The, the better title. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. No, I dig that wish, man. I, I really dig that wish. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, fish are concerned, mm. uh, I, I mean, I have really no other better fish here than, than just to give you 10 gold fish, mm. uh, you know, because that's a, wow. uh, belts are gold. It's a very gold belt. That's yeah. true. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that, that's, the, that's the fish I'm going to give. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Ditz, um, you know, as, a, uh, uh, as someone who is very uh, obviously well-versed in aquatic life, of course, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that you have uh, some fish here for Steven. Uh, I'm going to go with swordfish. Ah. I was going to go with swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to give Steven a, a giant swordfish. Okay. Uh, a giant swordfish, yeah. I, right I, on. I like it. I like it. Well, hell yeah. Wow. It's going to be eating good. Can you eat swordfish? I think you can. There you go. I mean, you go. Yeah, swordfish is lovely. Is yeah. it? Oh, so you've mm, had, had it. it. I have. Huh. What's, a good, what's a good way to prepare a swordfish? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I like your Get honesty. Get somebody else to prepare it for you. <laughs> First step, go to the restaurant. Yeah. Second step, order swordfish. <laughs> right on. Well, I got 10 goldfish and a swordfish. That's yeah, nice. That's, that's good what, eating so far. You got anything more for me, Anthony? I don't think that swordfish is going to fill me up. I'm going to go with three bass. Mm. Nice. Three bass. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of meat. It's a good, good round of that fish it's a meaty there. Fish. It, it is a meaty fish, indeed. Okay. Right on. Well, thank you yeah. guys. Thank you, mm, indeed. Sure. Um, would either of you gentlemen like to like to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with a throwback one. Okay. I wish that Bret Hart never got kicked in the head for real by Goldberg Ooh. and thus mm. Ooh, yes, absolutely. Which also led to real life complications for him down the road as well. So yeah, that's my if wishes were fishes, I wish Bret Hart did not get kicked in the head for realsies. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's a very good a very good wish here, especially for the first ever throwback wish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, 
yeah, obviously, like you said, with the complications that led to this, you know, with, with what he's been through later in life, um, obviously, you know, uh, Bret Hart's legend and it's terrible kind of the, the, the things that he's had to, to live through since said injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for that, I, I, I actually, I'm going to give you the, uh, I'm going to give you the legendary, uh, Marlin. I'm going to give you four Marlins. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good one. That's the official, unofficial Headlock Talk uh, sponsor. Yes, the, the, the awesome. mascot. Head, headlock Talk Fish. Mm-hmm. The Marlins. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, that, I mean, that's a really good wish. And, and, you know, you could almost make a podcast uh, entirely based on, like, the, the rippling effects of, of that. Um, so, yeah, that great wish. Very big wish. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to give you an orca for a very big wish. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a big wish. Cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Big fish for a big wish. Man, I didn't even think about doing throwback wishes. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, it's never crossed my mind either. Yeah, it's very good stuff. It's very appreciate good stuff. Uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you appreciating me. Well, we could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> We've opened up something here. Uh, Ditz, what kind of fish would you give your partner in crime here, Anthony? Oh, I'll give him a puffer fish. Ooh, nice. Mm, nice. Don't eat that. those are yeah that's that's what that's what i'm definitely not preparing for you Mm -hmm. apparently there's like a way to prepare a puffer fish where where you are able to eat it but you have to to de-vein it in a certain way de-vein it man that sounds like a lot of work (laughs) yeah Yeah, you you have to be very uh skilled like it's like it's it's like passed down from other people who've done it i mean i can only i can only imagine that puffer fish have a lot of veins I mean, I'm sure. So that's, that's that sounds like a lot. Anyways, yeah. Ew. Good stuff. <laughs> Ew. But they're very pretty. So get a tank set up, put them on display. You know. No thanks. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, ditch. A uh, ditch. Tits. Ditch, what would ditch. you? Ditch. <laughs> ditch. What would you wish for? The coffee's making a second comeback here right now. Um, I I'm gonna go for a throwback as well, actually. Ooh, Anthony, I, you know, Anthony set the set the tone here. Fuck off, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Anthony, you know full well we like to copy things on our show. Yeah, so, yeah apparently we fucking yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm because right. I'm a big uh, big fan of of the rock and a certain gimmick that he lived uh, again ah, throwback yes. to our draft that episode um rock yeah i yeah, you keep talking this about guy that. this guy um <laughs> i was a huge fan of the hollywood rock yes. era mm. um and I, if i had to have a wish uh, there's probably so many more wishes but this is the one that just came to my mind straight away uh, mm. i wish that went longer mm. oh because it it really wasn't that great of a, of a period i would say i wouldn't even say it was even a year that we mm-hmm. had of that gimmick mm-hmm. and with so many more people coming through after he just kind of went now nah, i'm done i'm going to hollywood um you know like full time and he obviously he came back you know sporadically and then went away for a very long period of time like mm-hmm. there's so many people that he could have feuded with that would have been really cool especially when he was being this obnoxious twat um and he's just so entertaining in that game and I, I just wish we had a little bit more time I, in fact i just wish that we had more rock in general because he ended mm-hmm. things like in his like, i think he was like 31 or 32 or something like that mm-hmm. um 
you know, he was always going to go to Hollywood. He was always going to transcend wrestling. Um, I'm saying, yeah, I just wish we had a little bit more time with mm-hmm. the Brahma Bull. Ah, yes, yeah. indeed. No, I mean, I can, I can totally feel that wish. I mean, rock is great, and, and especially that that Hollywood rock angle was was really good as well. Uh, and, and the thing about that too is, uh, you know, star power. You know, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason Brock Lesnar's in WWE, you mm-hmm. know, having The Rock in there. It, it does bring that star power, mm-hmm. but it's less, it, it's more so with, with The Rock just because, like, he is a, a wrestler. Like, like, he is, like, mm-hmm. that, that's what he did, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for the star power, I'll give you five starfish. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Nice. That, that, is, that is good. That is good stuff there, Steven. Thank you. Uh, see, when, when you brought up the, the Hollywood rock thing, like I'm, I'm, I'm imagining LA, I'm imagining, you know, high end, you know, things, the, you know, people mingling with the rock who are, who are like celebrities and this right. kind of thing here. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a very high class upscale fish here. Uh, so I actually, I, I'm actually going to go with uh, uh, three bluefin tunas, mm. uh, which oh is actually known for being a very expensive uh, piece of fish um, and uh, definitely popular amongst uh, uh, foodies as, as well. So um, yes, uh, high class fish for a high class wish. Mm. I like where your heads are at. I like the segues. I too am going <laughs> to use segway fish here. I don't like the puffer fish that I was given from Dits, so I <laughs> want to give him fish that will do him harm. Muscles. And because muscles. this is the rock, and he is the Brahma bull, I'm going to take the Brahma, and I'm going to give you 20 piranha. Ah. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> the the sure. aggression, goodness, goodness. That took um, a turn. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a horror show. Yeah. Oh, that got a bit extreme. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Somebody better make some rules. Um, oh. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, let me see here. For for my wish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I already know that this this wish isn't going to get very good reception. I, I, oh I, really? I, I, just, I, just, I just feel it in my bones, but I gotta I gotta throw it out there. Um, obviously, we um, I'm gonna switch up gears here. Obviously, we have a new IWGP uh, heavyweight champion, new IWGP intercontinental champion, Evil. He he, he is champ a, champ. Yeah, champ champ. Uh, right now, big things happening. Right with him, he's 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 got a lot going on, um, but uh, there there is a separate narrative. There is a, a very important person whose contract allegedly has just expired, right? And uh, I do think that it would be quite interesting if uh, you know, evil he beats Hiromu, he beats all these other people going up to the you know, um, uh, it, going towards the G one. Um, how interesting would it be? If uh, a certain man made his debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know we we hear about this mystery entrant. We don't know who it is. We don't know what's going on. But um, before the night before the G One, the last New Japan show before that G One, you know, evil questions if there is really a mystery person entering the G One, and then we get the horns, do 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 do, and John Cena debuts in new japan pro wrestling and enters the g1 hopefully to earn a title shot at evil at wrestle kingdom 
<laughs> Why am I so weirdly for this? If, if wishes were fishes. I know you're a big John Cena fan, Not Steven. a huge John Cena fan. I mean, you just mentioned his name, and it's like, oh, yeah, do it. Do it. Book it. Let me have it. John Cena versus Evil at Wrestle Kingdom 15. <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, sure. John Cena takes on the Bullet Club. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I, like, I, what's the problem here? Yeah, I'm waiting for this fish. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for a truck roll of fish to come out my way. Yeah, you want a truckload of fish? I'll yeah. give you a truckload of fish for John Cena. All right, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you thirty thousand elegant fire gobies. Wow, that's that's something. Yeah, there's <laughs> a truckload of fish. Our guests are weirdly silent. <laughs> I can tell that nobody digs this other than me. Anthony's got his eyes closed and his hands in his head. Um, or his head in his hands. Um, I think I've just ruined New Japan for Anthony. And I think I, I accomplished my goal here tonight to make Steven mark out and to, to crush Anthony's soul. Uh, What's actually super ironic is, fun fact, I was behind on some of the New Japan Cup stuff. And I was super... Like, good, no spoilers. I do it all the time. And I went on to Twitter, and my timeline, for some reason, opened to your guys' page, and the picture was Evil standing over Naito doing the two sweet. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. But with this, I actually, I mean, I hate it, but I would <laughs> pop for that. Dude. <laughs> right? Like, interesting like let's see what he can do let's see what happens i mean i'm also like kind of like i don't want john cena anywhere near my new fan ever yeah. um, you got your also, cena in my switchblade that's, that's what i was thinking like so there's chocolate in my peanut butter yeah like, that same thing but it would be for the for the novelty of it mm. it would be interesting so i'll give you that that's fair i mm. but i do not like john cena I don't want him near. I'm gonna give you four guppies. All right. Yikes. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll take that. Steven just rolled me a truck roll of fish, so I, I mean, think I'm, you're good. I think I'm set. So many fish. <laughs> I, I think that's the, the the unique silver lining here in that wish is that you know John Cena's always been a WWE guy. You know why not prove himself at least on one occasion? He doesn't have to win the G1. By no right. means am I saying John Cena should be your next G1 winner, right? <laughs> would throw myself out of a window if he won the <laughs> everything would die inside but it would be interesting to see him like you know test himself in that kind of uh situation um yeah, that pop would be something to remember though can you imagine they would never get the rights to that song though. I, I well he he has the song doesn't he but it was a wwe like like created like album so yeah maybe he comes out to to bad man you know that's that's still also wwe though he could trademark it real quick i mean maybe Uh, maybe as like rainmaker theme that would be just even worse (laughs) (laughs) or or even if he oh now i'm getting like actually cool vibes if he like came out and like wanted tanahashi and declared himself like the new ace of new japan because of what he's done like in the big leagues i'm actually kind of for this yeah it could lead to a okada john cena russell kingdom match oh possible you know oh interesting yeah. or or even tanahashi john cena that would be something else too um, yeah. i'm ashamed that i like this but i kind of do now <laughs> I, I mean i love it <laughs> yeah, <but she's> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Oh, man. we. Oh, I'm torn. <laughs> I'll give you one more guppy for the originality, too. Hey, thank, thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate the guppy. Um, Dits, I know that you've recently started getting into New Japan recently. Yes. Uh, is this is this doing anything for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect uh, I, answer. I was, I, I was going to give you uh, an oyster because John Cena is a aphrodisiac, but oh, uh, uh, or, or he's a, he's a pearl, you know, oh. a pearl. Mm. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you an octopus so I could ink over that terrible idea. Wow. Dang. Oh well, damn. I do. I I do like a good octopus, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah I like it. I mean, I've got I got tattooed. What about a bad octopus? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> no one asked. No, no one. Asked, no one asked what's at the octopus's heart. You know. You know. <laughs> no one asked what the octopus's morals were. Yeah. At the at the time he was given to me. So. That's fair. <laughs> fair. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that 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 has been um that's been another fun-filled review of headlock talk and uh you know of uh extreme rules the horror show mm-hmm. um but you know what you guys have, have, have really like rubbed the salt in on this um somewhat throughout the episode so i, I have a little bonus wish um I, I, I want i want our goddamn rematch um i want my goddamn rematch i uh we look it's it's interesting because at the end of the episode that y'all recorded, and it was it was a great episode. We had a lot of fun. We did. We we we, mm. we had a ton of fun doing that list and, and comprising that and battling back and forth. It was it was awesome. Um, but you said something very poignant uh, after uh, after you know the the whole um, the whole draft. In that uh, it was a very tough draft on both teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we played this game very straight up. And, um, you know, uh, you made a point of saying that uh, you were the home team, uh, which, which kind of makes us a little bit of the, the underdogs here, mm-hmm. the visitors. You played this in your backyard. But you know what? That's fine. Because we're going to come ready for our rematch anytime, any place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if wishes were fishes, a little bonus wish here. We're calling you out Get officially. Right here. Yep. Uh, yeah. Officially. Officially. Ah. Nice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a, a a man of my word if I didn't tell it to you right to your face. Dang. Over the internet. Over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is uh this is something that Ditz and I have spoken about and bragging. We... What? Boasting and bragging for most people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. But, uh, heard. Yeah. We wax poetically about our victory and mm. the streets with the trophy that we don't have, but claim that yeah. we do. Yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are, we are knee deep now in this five week GMO draft series that we're doing, culminating in SummerSlam. It's been on the books for a while, but we have definitely discussed this and it's something we mm. thousand percent like want to do. And mm. so. After SummerSlam, because our GM mode culminates in SummerSlam, mm-hmm. right in line with actual WWE things, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that uh, said rematch that uh, that may be around the, on the horizon, and we may come a calling. 
Okay. Well, you guys, right are, you guys are welcome back here anytime, of course. Absolutely. We would love to have you back on. Uh, you know, we'll determine at a later time where this thing's going to take place and what we're going to what we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. I just want to make it, sure we can do it on your home turf. I know we discussed in the DMs the little home and home. I mean, if you guys yeah. are willing to have us, we'd love to come back. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely set the terms on our show, and we can we can figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. But yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 in all seriousness, from the bottom of my heart, I love and appreciate the both of you. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm so thankful that we finally got a chance to have the both of you on our show tonight. Yeah. No uh, kayfabe here. Like, thank you guys for yeah, coming on. Legitimately. <laughs> um, gentlemen, where can we find you guys out there on the interwebs and how can the people listen to more of your stuff? Uh, go ahead. That's uh, I usually ask you to go first. That's that's the, <laughs> that's the you're mixing shit up. Uh, okay, so you can find me uh, at Dits on Wrestling on Twitter. Um, I'm I'm always active on there. It's just an, a, a culmination of all the stuff that I have, um, whether it be gaming, wrestling, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Just started live streaming uh, in the last two or three weeks. So go check Dits out. Uh, What's well, called Dits on YouTube. Go check that out. Go subscribe. Um, and get amongst the the uh, live streams at the at the early days when you know the, the chats aren't busy, so we can have that one to one interaction, which I think is mm. very important. Mm-hmm. And I think gets lost as people get more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get that with me, and obviously I'm a nice guy, so of course you want to come and chat with me. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and of course we have our we have our podcast together, me and Anthony here, um, the Dits on Wrestling podcast. We release every single Monday, but of course, uh, as as Anthony has alluded to, we are in the middle of a GM mode. Um, mm. So we're releasing episodes Mondays and Fridays at the moment to coincide with the WWE schedule of Raw and SmackDown. Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, when you guys released that, I was super excited to see what you guys are going to do with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for, mm. for these episodes. Um, Anthony, what about yourself? Because I know you're also in a different realm uh, of I podcasting am. as well. A little bit. Um, yeah, you can find me with Dits every week regularly on the Dow Pod at Dits on Wrestling. And then myself, you can find me on Twitter. The, ha- the handle is at wagons underscore warpass. And the reason I am wagons underscore warpass is because I host a podcast of my own titled Wagons and Warpaths. It is a weekly Buffalo sports talk podcast. The wagons is for the Buffalo Bills. The warpass is for the Buffalo Sabres. So I talk about the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Sabres, more Bills than Sabres lately just with how COVID has gone and how sports have gone. And mm. I'm also a featured writer for last word on ProFootball.com, covering trending stories in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. Um, I can find the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Wagons and Warpaths. And feel free to follow me on Twitter. Give me an ad on Twitter. Uh, send me your firstborn kid on Twitter. Sign the blood <laughs> oath dedication on Twitter. Give me the deed to your house and mm. a list of fears, you know, all the basics. And, uh, mm. yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced, you know, <laughs> dot your eyes, cross your T's. Yeah. <laughs> sure. the standard formalities. Absolutely. Um, well, yes. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, listeners out there, uh, go and follow both of these gentlemen and, and subscribe to their shows. Cause they are absolutely brilliant. And I, I, I love that. We finally got a chance to have both of them on making mm-hmm. their headlock talk debuts today. Um, gentlemen, it's, it's certainly been our pleasure. Uh, you can find us online, uh, on Twitter at headlock talk. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give us a, 
follow, I'll follow you back. We'll, we can chit chat, or you know, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. I mean, we don't have to talk. You know, it's it's whatever. Right. right. I don't. I don't care. Whatever it you want to do doesn't hurt my feelings. Any. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a little bit. Uh, it but... probably does because you're not following me. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, maybe I'm a bit selfish in that way. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, is uh, yes. Um, beyond that, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube now. So this will be up on YouTube. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Um, obviously, it's just it's just the audio. Um, we're figuring out the video, but we're there. We're there. We're there. We're getting there. Yes. We're baby steps. Baby okay. steps. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, Stephen? Oh yes. Uh, Naturally Hemp's. Yes. Yeah, we, you gotta go and visit Naturally Hemp's for their all of their CD, CBD products. Rather, mm-hmm. um, they've got uh, gummies, uh, gel caps. They've got lotions. They've got balms. Uh, they've got all of the good stuff. Sublinguals as well mm-hmm. uh, for all of your CBD needs. Use promo code HLT10 uh, at checkout for all of your purchases. That uh, promo code never expires. Uh, you can use the same code at Naturally Pure uh, Sanitizer dot com. Uh, for all your hand sanitizer needs, uh, again, it's 10% off on your purchase using code HLT10, as well as AmericanVaporCompany.com, uh, promo code HLT10 for all of your, um, I guess, uh, what would that be? Uh, vaping purchases. E-liquid. E-liquid yeah. purchases. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can use those codes there. Um, yeah, just uh, give us an old subscribe. Uh, click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show here today, and if possible... Leave us a five-star rating review wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that just about covers it, Stephen. You're getting pretty good at that. Not going to lie. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. You can also listen to all of our other shows, uh, the Tanner and Stephen Variety show- uh, Shower. That's the second time Whoa, I've said that. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> crazy, right? The crazy shower. Steamy. Um, <laughs> no, Tanner and Stephen Variety Show on Wednesdays, and then the Rogan Ranger Gamecast on Fridays for video games. Uh, both are a hoot and a holler of a good time. Yes, indeed. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you to both Ditz and Anthony for joining us so mm-hmm. late in this evening. Everybody blow a kiss. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. See <laughs> you, Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home.